We don't edit around here. Hey, it's John, a cut above horror review episode number 72, bringing our friends Stephen and Leo from Spoils of Horror back on to the show. Looking forward to this one. Yeah, we're talking about Poultrygeist, Night of the Chicken Dead. This is a trauma film, so we're looking forward to having this discussion. Find out what Stephen and Leo thought about this movie. Find out what Jacqueline Heiserberg and myself thought about this movie. So thank you so much to those guys for coming back on. So kick back, relax. Episode number 72, a cut above horror review, Poultry Geist, Night of the Chicken Dead. It starts right now. Block, 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 starts now. Cut my life into pieces. Good evening and welcome to A Cut Above Horror Review, a podcast where we review all things horror. I'm your host, Jacqueline, and tonight we'll be discussing the film Poultrygeist, Night of the Chicken Dead from <laughs> 2006. <laughs> Say that with a straight face. <laughs> from 2006. But first, let's meet everyone else on the show. First up, I am so happy to welcome back our good, good friends from Spoils of Horror, Stephen and Leo. What's up, Leo? Woo! What's up, Stephen? We meet again. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do, <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Getting better all the time. Happen. I know it had to happen. Uh, <laughs> guys, there's no one I would rather discuss this movie with than you two. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. It's been several months in the making. Uh, we're so glad you're here, and I just I can't wait to hear every single thing you have to say about this. Just in time for film. Thanksgiving. Just in time. I hope you brought your appetites. <laughs> Next up, it's Hydraberg. What's up, Hydraberg? What's up, guys? You guys ready for a cluck in good time? I think I'm yeah. out of chicken puns, I think. Oh, I'm, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and last but not least, we got John. What's going on, John? I'll get you soon, he-man. <laughs> I had to do it. Sorry, guys. You guys, you gave it, guys gave us so higher. much shit like on, on your, uh, on your uh, one-year episode. <laughs> By the way, Congratulations, yes. Leo. Thank you so much for coming back on, but congratulations on the one year anniversary. So that's Thank awesome. Thank you very much. I wondered when we got on the show how long it would take to do a Skeletor voice. <laughs> well, what 60 is it now, seconds. Yeah. Under it's clear minutes, you've been rehearsing, though. So I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Leo, do you think you might be available for some private tutoring? Yes. <laughs> John, I'm just picturing you in like the bathroom mirror. Like, <laughs> I'll get you next time. No, no. He's going to be on Amen. tonight. <laughs> we actually have a fourth uh, member now. It's Skeletor. Yeah. yeah, I was actually <laughs> just throwing rocks against the fence, going like, these motherfuckers were making fun of me. I'll get you soon, He Man. <laughs> I did love your year anniversary uh, episode, though. It was, it was put together really well. I loved how you guys like dropped the little messages in between everything and then address them later on at the end it was really cool i like the format yeah. thank you we the other message from you awesome too <laughs> thank you uh no but just yeah, that was a fantastic episode i think that was the the bonus the first bonus episode right yes yep, um, yep, after yep. your one year anniversary and just like your regular episodes it was heartfelt and emotional and hilarious and just a great time 
Uh, I, I can say honestly, it wouldn't have been as good without the contributions we got, including yours. So we're very grateful to you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I hope you guys keep making your show for like decades to come. Seriously. We appreciate it. And we reward you by coming on to talk about this movie. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Well, um, I'm sorry about a... the Pilates thing. I'm sorry about that. Why? <laughs> Stephen, how was Pilates today? Oh, it was so great. It was I put on my I put on my leggings and my headband and I I went right at it. So, yeah, I is, love how none uh, of us Rhonda's actually know workout what t-shirt on. Yes. Oh, it was so great. Steve, yeah. I, I, I know you do like the CrossFit thing, but like the Pilates thing just popped it was, really uh, it was you you threw the ball and I hit it. I yeah. I I very, very, very grateful for it, but I got a big laugh when you said Pilates. <laughs> Well, and then you took it to the next level by talking about fucking ribbon dancing. <laughs> oh, down the street and just like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Leo can't keep me under control. <laughs> Wonder we can do the show together. Yeah. Oh, Lordy. Well, for anyone who um, has not heard Stephen and Leo on our show before, doesn't is not familiar with their podcast. You need to rectify that immediately. They're from the Spoils of Horror podcast. It is fantastic. It's one of my top two favorite podcasts. Um, Stephen and Leo, do you want to tell people just kind of a little brief overview of what your show is and what you do? Sure. Leo, you want this one? Yeah. Uh, what we're offering you is a hangout show. It's a vibe where we can just all of us sit together, watch some funny, awesome, scary, sometimes completely shitty and ridiculous movies mm -hmm. and talk about them. Uh, completely spoiler filled, which is why we're called Spoilers of Horror in one way. And just a good time, honestly. Yeah, just yeah. a nice mix of personal stories and us joking around and also us talking about what we love about these movies. Kind of gave us a chance to explore the lost, the popular, and the bizarre. Yep. And no yeah, you guys have No Pilates. Yeah, you guys have covered a lot of films that I've never seen before. And so, uh, but I still listen to the episodes anyway. And even if you're totally like shitting on a movie or just, well, you guys don't really do that. You guys are pretty yeah. fair-minded. Even if it's a bad movie, you find Iced. value in them. Yeah, I was going to say, I was gonna say we, well, Leo said Iced, which is uh, a terrible uh, ski slasher. <laughs> um, and then there's also, uh, funny enough, a trauma film, uh, a trauma film called Witchcraft, mm -hmm. which was, That's I think, trauma? possibly. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it was. Well, it's under their label. It's not by Lloyd Lord didn't Hoffman. do it, but the company produced it or what have you. Yeah. Who, yeah. who did this? <laughs> but it That's is a... Episode. uh it that was a that was, movie was a struggle to be fair to it was uh it was it's a real piece of shit but it was uh it was a lot of fun well but even when the films that you're talking about are pieces of shit listening to you talk about them still makes me want to watch them so i'm so well, sorry I, I don't know if i mentioned this to you jacqueline but it's a um it's a rosemary's baby ripoff you i heard you say that on the episode so that really made me want to watch it because that's my all-time favorite movie right. so yeah <laughs> Uh, well, great. We're so glad to have you guys. Thank you for making time to be on. I know that it's a busy time and everybody's got a lot of stuff to do, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming to join us tonight. Always a pleasure. Wouldn't be anywhere else. Johnny. Yes. Have you got any horror news for us? A little bit. Uh, the pale blue eye references the telltale heart from Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, stars mm -hmm. Christian Bale coming out December 23rd. 
for real yeah. wait is this an adaptation of the of the telltale heart or is it like a loose reimagining or what is it loose reimagining mm. ah yeah mm. cool uh have we all seen nope i have yes. not i have leo you haven't uh i'm lazy about going to the petri dish that is a movie theater since covid and Fair. uh you know i'm just kind of i i've we've had so many of our own roster to get to you know no you only go for the finest films like terrifier 2 that's right <laughs> <laughs> we had a good That's time totally watching terrifier 2 in the theater poultry <laughs> geist I, I i gotta be honest with you if they put that back in the theater and i had the right group of people to go with i'd be there that Let's means all of us yeah. That's it. <laughs> i think that is the proper setting for this type of movie actually mm-hmm. well four days from now uh nope is going on peacock oh nice Ooh. yeah yeah i will wait four days and enjoy all right. Dude, Something to look forward to. I'm telling you right now. Watch it. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy. Uh, watch it in 4K if you can. What? Nope? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's really good. It's. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I apologize, John. It was the most blasé 4K hype I've ever heard. He's like, okay. It's just a really good film. <laughs> Yeah, I would expect a little more passion. I was trying to slip it in, and John was starting his next story, so I felt like I was trying to go for it. Um, Anya Taylor-Joy was pitched a Disney uh, show before she accepted the job on The Witch from 2015. I read this uh, just a couple days ago. I I, I just read it. I went... Wow, that's that's amazing. Thank God she made the right choice. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Disney Channel show, The Witch. Witch. Right. Robert I mean, hey, Hayes was like an unknown at that time, so that was a risky move. So. It was. Um, I thought it was awesome. I mean, it, it was like she could have had one of those two jobs, but she took The Witch and or but look at what it did for her. You know, yeah. it really made her like treated like a serious actress. She could have get lost in that Disney shuffle. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Good for her. That's a great movie. Yep. It's John, I read that. The Vavitch, right? Yes, the Vavitch. Yeah. <laughs> John, I read that story um, a couple of days ago, and she had a quote, something along the lines of, like, you know, of course, you know, I would jump at the chance for a Disney Channel show that's very high profile. It's like, you know, that's like a definition of success to make it. Um, she said, but at the same time, I was really intrigued by the possibility of doing something that was more unknown, something that was riskier. So I think that's pretty cool because she must have been a teenager at the time. And I think that takes a lot of self-confidence and bravery to take a leap into something that's less of a sure thing and really embrace something unknown and hope for the best and try to do something more interesting, well, she was- but with higher risk of failure. Right, she was eighteen or nineteen at that at, at that time. Oh, that old? I didn't realize. Okay. Yeah, I mean, she was older, but I mean, she wasn't like. And it was a leading role, yeah. Yeah. basically. So, that's almost too old for Disney, right? Like, yeah, just about. <laughs> no, and Leonardo me. DiCaprio. Ooh. What? What? <laughs> so that's it almost was, too old was, for Leonardo. Here goes my chances with Leah. <laughs> Sorry, Hyderberg. You're too old. <laughs> oh boy that yes that would be the problem <laughs> right 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 <laughs> that's the obstacle to your relationship <laughs> yeah especially you were after, so close especially after this movie 
I give great reach arounds. That is true. <laughs> that is true. That is true. True. No one does it better. <laughs> That's all I got, Jacqueline. Okay. Can I give one small shout out? Yeah. yeah. I just want to say rest in peace to Kevin Conroy, the animated series uh, Batman, the voice of Batman. Since I was a kid, he was the voice of Batman. He's been the voice of Batman in a lot of different things. And uh, he died at 66, I believe, of cancer. So just want to give a shout out to him. He's a good, a good actor. Great voice actor. Yeah, for sure. Very influential to my artwork growing up as well. So really nice. I love that show. Um, well, now for a tonally appropriate segue. But Jacqueline, <laughs> you picked this fucking movie, uh, Poultry Guys, uh, uh, Night of the Chicken Dead. Um, why? 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 I somehow I knew you're going to ask me that. Wait, well, uh, why it? You knew that, but you picked. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so I actually picked this movie out several months ago because I was getting tired of just talking about like very serious movies all the time. And I thought like, we really need something different. I really want to do something that's just outrageous and campy and crazy and trauma, obviously. And um, without really thinking about it too hard, which trauma film to pick, I just kind of landed on Poultrygeist. <clears throat> which I hadn't seen in some time. I would say at least at least 10 years, maybe 15. I don't know. It's been a while since I last watched it. but I So I didn't remember a lot of specifics of it. I just kind of remembered that it was a wild ride. And I thought, well, what the hell? Let's do Poultry Geist. And then I thought, well, if we're going to do Poultry Geist, we've got to have Steven and Leo on, obviously. <laughs> obviously. So I ran up by you guys, and um, John and Hyderberg were like, well, that's poultry related, so why don't we save it for November? I was kind of grumpy about that, but I was like, okay, fine. I mean, it's not turkey, it's chicken. But okay. <clears throat> so I brought the idea <laughs> so I brought the idea up to Steven. Said, would you guys be willing to do this sometime down the road? And we kind of talked about it for and that kind of led to the rock and roll nightmare episode, which we did first. But Steven promised that if we did Rock and Roll Nightmare, then they would come back for Poultry Guys. So it was kind of a two. It was kind of a, a you know a twofer. So here we are, all these months later. It's November, and now we get to talk about poultry. I'd like to make one correction. This movie is an absolute turkey. So <laughs> true. Very stupid. Okay. All right. Well, so then it's then it's even more appropriate for November. So there you go. Okay. <laughs> uh well fellas shall we decide whether this film fucks or sucks jacqueline you mean, fucks or sucks yeah you what you first you mean clucks or sucks yeah god damn it Heidelberg, <laughs> you stole my fucking line i was gonna why didn't you drop it then because i was gonna say it later oh whatever okay, okay well, jacqueline think alike does this <laughs> film fuck or suck i fucking know what <laughs> go ahead <laughs> Okay, so honestly, seriously, this this film is not for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say that right now. This is not a crowd pleaser. This is not a family film. It's not a theater, you know, blockbuster. It has, I would say, a very niche audience who can appreciate it, I think. Um, what? Oh, go ahead. 
Sorry. It has a, a niche audience. Like it's a small subset of specific people who would who would appreciate very, it. Very, very small niche. But I mean, it's trauma. People like trauma. You'd be surprised. Yeah. yeah, they have a following. Um, I it has some aggravating factors, in other words, some drawbacks that I think are serious and should be talked about. Um but on the other hand, it's a great deal of fun, and I laughed out loud many times throughout this movie. I am going to leave it a little mysterious and just say for now that this film clucks. So, Stephen and Leo, which one of you would like to go first? I'll take it. <laughs> okay. Um, Gosh, I'll take it. Indecision. Um, uh, yes, uh, uh, we were both being kind. Um, so like going into a uh like going into a really really terrible fast food joint and going up to the menu and saying i want something that really fucks and then they say you know what we're gonna supersize that for you for 99 cents uh yeah i think this movie fucks i think that every single thing that you just said uh is totally true i do not think it is a perfect movie at all i think there's some really 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 difficult stuff to uh to pull apart in it um but i also laughed a lot i have a, a lot of really positive things to say about it and i think it will surprise absolutely no one that i'm a trauma fan so uh yeah <gasps> shocking well, i can tell by because you're wearing a tutu right now so <laughs> I, I thought i thought i wish i had one because i would wear one I that's just the pilates it's okay yeah i, I saved that for ribbon dancing oh it's just this pilates um, outfit yeah so. i don't want to get my i don't want to get any green goo on it um yeah no i think that uh i think for the for the most part if if you are in for what trauma is and com only comparing this to other trauma films which are a genre in and of itself uh this is a uh this is a, a supersized fuck very nice all right a fuck from Steven. And what about you, Sir Leo? I am also a great fan of Troma. I know Uncle Lloyd. I've worked with him. He is tremendous. I have nothing but love for the work that he does. I understand what he goes for when he makes his movies and why his humor is the way that it is. And with all of that being said, uh, having sat with this movie again for the first time in quite a long time, I have to say... It's more of a fast, nasty masturbation while watching two kids dry hump in a cemetery listening to a bad Rob Zombie song. <laughs> well, hey, it. did we get he Rob Zombie it. in first? You got, yeah. it. You got it. You got it. You got it. That's the first time a guest has gotten it in. That's awesome. That is, <laughs> that is. Give it to Leo. That was awesome. That was no Leo. small feat. That was <laughs> Leo. You just described a really good time to some people. So I don't know. I'm still confused on where you stand. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh lord that was great all right that was very descriptive perfect <laughs> Go ahead, sorry sorry man <laughs> is that is that John. all you had leo i mean that was perfect dude that's, is that, that all he says that's my summary okay there you go. john what say you uh i say this movie and i love uncle lloyd um i love tromeo and juliet i love toxic avenger i love uh class and Nukem High, but man, this movie is like you see this girl at the end of the bar, and you're like, 
yes, we are going to do something nasty. And it's so nasty where you just like, this sucks. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give this movie a sucks. Okay. Sure. All right. Fair. Hyderberg. Uh, yeah. So for me, no offense to anyone who likes this film, but this movie clucking sucks. <laughs> it's, it's, it's foul. <laughs> okay. And kudos right. to Leo for uh, being the first guest on a cluck above to, oh. uh, to <laughs> mention Rob Zombie. <laughs> I didn't know that I was the first one to do it, but I wanted to sneak it in. So I believe yeah. you are. That was impressive. It was. All right. Well, interesting to hear where all you guys stand. I can't wait to hear more. John, you want to hit us with the spoiler warning before we get into it? I will. Let me ask you, Jacqueline. Uh, when did this come out? I think it was 06. Yep, 06. Uh, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. We're going to talk about Poltergeist, Night of the Chicken Dead from 2006. And it's a terror. If you haven't seen this movie, pause the podcast, go watch it, then come back. What we thought about it. Can I tell a funny story real quick? Please. Sure. So I was texting with John and Hyderberg several days ago, and Stephen and Leo had just confirmed with me that they were in fact still going to be able to appear on the show for tonight. And so I thought I was texting Hyderberg and John from our show, <laughs> but I accidentally texted huh. Hyderberg and John, my father-in-law, <laughs> saying, I didn't hey, yeah. Hey, right. well, that's because it didn't go to you. It went to the other John right. uh, saying, hey, great news. Steven and Leo are all in on the 14th for Poultry Geist Night of the Chicken Dead. Luckily, Hyderberg was like, who is the other person on this thread? <laughs> like, <"Oops." laughs> Sorry, John. I John got a new number. No response. Oh. Like he still hasn't said anything. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but you're not in the will anymore. Trust me. You're going to be at the holiday dinner yeah. and he's just going to be giving you that weird look across the table, but never bring it up. Ever. No, just be the thing. And never give me any food. <laughs> <laughs> you don't deserve it. So that was awkward, but yeah. Anyway. It's not like you admitted you had an OnlyFans or something. You're talking about a crappy horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Little does he does he know my poultry guys themed OnlyFans. Oh my God. Yeah. Just kidding. I don't even know what that means. Um, okay. Jesus Christ. I'm <laughs> <laughs> into some weird places right now. Hyderberg, <laughs> do you have a reach around for us? Speaking of weird places. I do. I'm going to touch you guys in weird places right now. Yeah, yeah. There you are. I'm, I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> Wait, ready? I got to turn off my mic because I can't help but laugh. Hold on. Let me uh, get my Pilates going. <laughs> I'll get my towel. Yeah, I like that uh, Hyderberg is stretching. Yeah. <laughs> this love one's that. a workout. Well, then, I love that. That was nice. Ready? Yep. Opening day for a chicken franchise. So cut through the protests and get you a bucket and small fry. Minimum wage is what you're paid. But don't be afraid. You'll probably get laid. Whether from a human or a half-frozen chicken, its skin will be plucked and the sex finger licking. The more you consume, the more that you'll sicken. Your humanity stricken as you turn into a chicken. You shoot at an egg that's covered in brown. Because this franchise was built on Tromahawk Indian burial ground. Our main guy, Arby, is sort of a clown. He's wearing a frown for what has gone down. His girlfriend now a resident of lesbian town. On vegetarian protesters, she now only goes down. It's enough to explode his head. A job with ACB he now gets instead. That's where we meet our crew. 
Hummus Paco and Carl Jr. too. All turned into poultry or unsavory goo. The general is surely a dumbass. The length he will go to drum up some business. So get in line for a clucking good time and clear your mind. A flick about some chicks that has at least one spice. An hour and 40 you'll sacrifice for the trash that goes by the name of poultry guys. Yes. Oh, my God. Amazing. Love that. Uh, It was Jacqueline. This movie was so goddamn long. But the one thing I appreciate about it is that everybody was named after a a uh, fast food restaurant. Yeah, or some type of food, like Arby, Wendy, yeah. Denny. Yeah, yeah hummus. Yeah. yeah, hummus. Hummus was a food. And yeah, I never heard of the hummus restaurant, so I just figured that was just a a throw in. Yeah. yeah. It took me a long time to figure out that Mickey was for Mickey D's. Like, <laughs> yeah, that one I, I didn't pick up reason, on, actually. That didn't I didn't click pick for- that up either. Yeah. Really? I did pick up on that actress. Looked like she was strung out the whole time while she was on set <laughs> there. <laughs> she did. You're not wrong. Well, I, so, I wanted to ask Stephen, how many movies are we going to end up watching that have people fucking in a cemetery? We have had way too many. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, this is our real specialty. <laughs> mm. You mean it's not Pilates? I. <laughs> Right. That's the other workout I did. I, I, I did this thing on uh, Facebook on our Facebook page where I was like watching the first like two or three minutes of it. And I'm like, no, I got to turn this off because it just got really weird. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And it was just like. um, Yeah, we covered we covered Phantasm that has sex in a uh, cemetery. True. It does. We had a few in the movie, though. Hmm. That quick in the movie? I mean, it's actually in the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The, oh yeah. Was it also hot chick? Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. We also covered a movie called Bloody Birthday that yep. opens yes, on people that. having uh, sex in a graveyard. Okay. I in the actual grave of that scene too. Yeah. Maybe you guys <laughs> should just start recording part. in a graveyard and hope you know to catch somebody. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they probably could. They have the connections. Don't, well, put they, it, don't put it past me. <laughs> they, do, they, they do a musical thing of like where the guy, like the main guy, just like lubes up the the finger and put, puts it back up his butt. I just fucking love that scene of the hands coming out of nowhere and the one just like fucking going right up his butt. And then the finger <laughs> yeah. breaks off. I got a good laugh out of that. Yeah, this is a lot of ass play a, in this movie. Yeah, th- this movie does not mess around. It starts no. right with hands coming out and uh and this these two characters fucking and thinking that they're being touched by each other and it's a bunch of zombies it is uh they do it's not magical. uh they, yeah, <laughs> right right they don't uh they don't ease you in and then okay. crazy hair guy comes out and he's jerking off watching it so yeah the axe murderer yeah. and then a hand goes up his ass Oh, and pulls the, grabs the, pulls underwear. Arby's, the underwear. Arby's underwear that he's uh, smelling. I know that they're Arby's because they had his name written on the inseam. That's how I knew. <laughs> yeah, I have to uh, I have to own that when that guy uh, came up from around the corner, he had an axe in his hand and his dick in the other hand. And I thought, <laughs> I, re- I really can't wait to talk about this with a cut up. That's a great <laughs> Halloween costume, actually. I might go with that for <laughs> Halloween next year. <laughs> Yeah, you should. Everybody's favorite ex murder from Poultry Geist. <laughs> you don't know whether he's going to fucking kill you or jizz on you. It's like, oh. <laughs> I got to admit, I, I completely forgot that this movie was a musical. Yeah, so did, I, I didn't know, know that at all. Thank oh. you, Jacqueline, for sneaking it in there. Yeah. 
I kind of figured you guys would be so mad at me about other stuff that you wouldn't even yeah. notice that it was a musical. <laughs> there were like two parts where they started doing music, and I'm like, okay, it's probably just a coincidence. I calm down. It's not a musical. I'm going to let you know it was, right? And then like, I'm like, they're doing more music. <laughs> they had a line of like, uh, what was it? The Happy Meal from Heaven? Yeah, and, something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that, yeah. And, and your I thing? believe that the song I liked the most was Toss My Salad, I think it was called. Oh, uh, it was Fast Food Love. Oh, okay. Yes. That is, that's yeah, my that favorite one. song in it. That song is very funny. Yeah, that he was loops touching. it in the car. It's annoying. It was very the touching. New- I mean, literally, <laughs> the women in the, in, were touching themselves during the song. The New yeah, York and- Post said that this film was a landmark achievement in the field of cursed chicken franchise horror musicals. Okay. I mean, yeah. yeah. I've always there are so. so many to choose from. Yeah, I've it blazed so. a trail for the all the other ones behind it. <laughs> I also I loved just the opening like scene. I did like like the Tromahawk tribe Indian burial ground sign. Desecrators will be cursed to the fullest extent of ancient tri- tribal law. And I just yep. laughed yep. because I thought of you, Jacqueline, when I saw that because I was like, we got the ancient Indian burial ground trope. Like, I hate that and, trope. I know, but this is but this is like a joke. So. On top of it, basically, yeah. yeah, it's actually one of the ways you can really tell the difference between trauma producing a film and Lloyd having his hand in it is all of the wordplay that I happened. Love, I love Uncle Lloyd, but he just leans into it too much. So yeah. it's like 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 too on the nose about things about being offensive let's it do feels this. like an adolescent teen wrote a lot of the lines that's what it feels like that's, that's who he is no, no, here's, what it, here's what it feels like in Heidelberg, i'm gonna i'm gonna go back with what you did last year um thanks killing feels like a um academy award-winning <laughs> movie in comparison to what we just watched on this movie i disagree Oh fuck that! Yeah, no. I agree. <laughs> I mean, I'm not to that extreme, but I do agree that I think Thanksgiving is a better film. I do. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I I I feel like movies like Thanksgiving, it, it's trauma. Like is its own metric. You know, like it or don't like it. It is every trauma film that is in like a different genre so it's like technically the toxic avenger is a superhero movie and sure. technically mm-hmm. this is like a horror movie and so on and so forth and yet they all feel the same the genre doesn't actually you know like define uh the the, the genre doesn't define the trauma film it being a trauma film is what defines it i understand and, and yeah. they all have the same it's, dick and fart it's joke. a trauma film right. first and a horror movie or a superhero movie or whatever it, second that's i get that yeah. okay so this movie uh, Jacqueline, is it in your uh, 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 trivia? <laughs> this was five hundred thousand dollars for a budget. I did not know that. I don't. I don't have that. Okay, so so what I read, it's five hundred thousand dollars. We okay. just watched a movie last week that was two hundred fifty thousand dollars, half mm-hmm. of what mm-hmm. this was, and this movie was fucking dumb. <laughs> I mean, it was just like inoffensive. It was, it was just like. Well, well, those are two separate things. Um, no. And I, well, I agree that it's dumb, but it doesn't have to be offensive to be dumb, and it doesn't have to be dumb to be offensive. Like Some it could have been equally is, dumb without the offensive stuff. Um, should we kind of like talk about the elephant in the room and talk about some of the offensive stuff? Please do. Sure. Go ahead. All right. I do want to oh. say there's a without defending too much of the excess. Uh, there's a difference between being offensive because you're an ignorant person and doing it with your tongue firmly in cheek. Mm-hmm. 
There is, but it's a weird line that you blur where you like you're I don't know, you're it's like a satire and you're sort of making fun of things that are offensive, but you're also sort of being offensive by doing it like it's right. and he goes a little bit right. extra. You know what I mean? Yeah, and so also part of it is times have changed since this film came out. This film came out in 2006, but it feels like an older film based on some of the dialogue. To be yeah, I, if you don't mind, I'd, I'd like to set the stage on on this a little bit, because I feel like there's almost like two separate conversations that you have, because there are just to frame it for any of your audience that that hasn't seen the movie. There are two different things. There's the impolitically correct jokes Mm-hmm. that the movie makes. But then there's also the fact that characters say words that are considered very offensive and that are not most uh, words that most people say now. And so I feel like it's almost two separate conversations because I think the words is the thing that's very taboo right now, but you still have politically incorrect jokes with things like South Park that are still doing very well. And like, and that kind of humor is still very alive in, I think. So I think it's almost like, and please disagree with me, but I think that there are almost like two separate conversations to have. I agree. Uh, and the one thing is, is that I think Lloyd Kaufman went fort sniffy on this of like, let's go, <laughs> let's go very offensive on this because, you know, Lloyd Kaufman is just, he, he pushes the limit of, of, okay. So this person's this way, this person's that way. Uh, let, let, let's go as offensive as we can with this. You know, I, he just, it was almost like an audience for one on this movie for me. I could understand that argument. Like, like, like he, he was looking at this. It was like, I, he wasn't trying to be offensive. He was just trying to push a line for him for himself. You know, it was oh. like, I think that's the right way to look at it too, because if you consider somebody like Mel Brooks is really good about pushing boundaries and getting yeah. right up on that line, sure. sure. but he never really crosses the line. He just gets right up on there to, to get people a little weird, but then bring it back down. Right. As opposed right. to Lloyd who has the same idea, but just takes it farther. That's actually a really good comparison, Leo. Like they're two ends of the spectrum sort of, but they're very mm-hmm. similar. Push the boundaries. I mean, some of the things that Mel Brooks does could be seen as misogynistic, and sure, a lot of his jokes are sort of sexist and stuff like that. They have a similar sense of humor about it as well. It's just about where each one of them defines that line and how far they're willing to go over it. And Lloyd's not in a—he's not a racist at all, but he just—it was almost like for his own amusement of like let's let's see how far we can push this, you know, homosexual. uh, Hispanic or, 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 you know, like, like somebody that is, I guess, well, 2006. So it was like, like somebody that was, uh, you know, somebody that was oh, disabled. Well, if no, no, no. Okay. Cause they make so, fun of that a little bit. So after watching this movie, I, I've thought a lot about this and, you know, I, I think it's important. I actually don't agree that he's not trying to be offensive. I, I think that he is trying to be offensive. I just don't sure. think that he means uh, anything bad by that. And it, listen, if anybody feels that that is bad in and of itself, I, I respect that opinion. But I don't, I think that he is, I mean, this is, Lloyd Kaufman's a, sh- a schlockmeister. Like, I mean, uh-huh. like he's trying to be uh, gory and disgusting and he's trying to, you know, like there are offenses that on this podcast, we're not going to care about, for instance, like the priest. 
Like, yeah. you know, they make fun yeah. of the priest, which would be very offensive to a Catholic, but none of us are offended by that. But so actually, he says mazel <laughs> stuff like that. So, oh, right. like he, he was does. Jewish. So, he's, he's like, Satan when his, yeah, when, right. When religion doesn't work. So, uh, but I think, and, and I'm, I'm, I, I think for me, you know, I, I just think it's important. I, I think that there are definitely people that are going to find this movie offensive. I just think it's important to remember that, that no group is a hive mind. And so, you know, like I watch, I, I listen to a number of different like podcasts of like different types of people that were talking about this from the perspective of late, maybe their identity and watching this movie. And some of them really like it, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm technically, you know, like I'm technically, you know, I say, te- I say technically, cause <laughs> I just never say, I never talk about myself like this, but I'm technically, you know, part of the, the queer group being bisexual. I feel very welcome in this movie. I feel very, like I've always really felt very welcome in trauma movies. I've never felt like they were saying anything bad about me or not, or, or not well meant. So yes. I feel like the know, idea is like, if, well, if you, if you offend everybody in the room, then nobody will be offended because we're making, we're picking fun at everybody and in, in our own way without trying to exclude anybody. You know what I mean? So it's, I mean, Dave Chappelle does stuff like that with his own stand up comedy. Like, Nobody's but, safe, right? So another good example. But, yeah. But he's also considered quite offensive by people. He is. And I and it's and part he's of in his some charm. hot water right now, just as of yeah. like two days ago. So yep. oh, absolutely. I it, and the one thing is is that it, it it's not that Lloyd's trying to be offensive. It was just more like it didn't land for me. Um, you know, it's like, just a like, lot, I think. Yeah. The, like the way everybody feels about this movie, okay, that's fine. But I mean it, it, like I said, I mean, I think Lloyd was just Uncle Lloyd was like really trying to fart, sniff his own farts of like, I'm I'm trying to be as out there as I can be, but it just it, it didn't land for me. But it was like there there were certain times where I laughed and like, eh, but you know, I liked Toxic Avenger, I liked uh, Class of Newcomb High, I liked uh, Tromeo and Juliet. It was just like. For me, that was more okay. You're trying to be like this, and yeah, maybe I was younger. I don't know. I mean, that's just shtick. That is what these films are like. You sure. know, their, sure. their brand of comedy is throughout these films is very similar to this. Well, and the just... fact that he put himself in the movie, <laughs> it's yeah, it's like okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you exactly what I'm gonna say about this movie, or you know. My social commentary on this. So mm-hmm. that's that's what he did. Mm-hmm. If I if I could share a couple of thoughts, and to be honest, they're not like really co- cohesively put together, but just some some thoughts. Well, neither I, is his movies. Okay, good. So <laughs> it's it's in theme. Um, I guess I guess one of the problems I have with this and the way that this movie really employs a lot of common and very blunt stereotypes against a lot of different groups in addition to using a lot of words that we just generally don't use anymore um which is good i i guess one of my problems with it is that i don't really i'm having a hard time grasping what the end goal is there of that because I agree that it seems as though like everybody gets made fun of so nobody should really be offended 
But I feel like there are certain things that do go over the line for me, just the the way that they hit me personally. Um, you know, and that doesn't mean I'm like, you know, ban this movie, ban trauma. I'm not, that's not where I'm coming from at all. But it just means that it doesn't hit for me at certain moments. Um, but because it goes so over the top, so a couple of things about a couple of things about that idea that, well, if we offend everybody, then it's fair and nobody should be offended. Sometimes I think that's true, but in this case, I'm not so sure. Um, first of all, I think that the the way that all these different sort of demographics of people are treated in real life and have been historically treated, um, it's not equal. Like <laughs> certain groups have been persecuted more than others historically and continue to have more like sort of ingrained systemic problems, you know, succeeding in society than than others do. And so to say that, oh, well, everybody's being skewered. And so it's fair. I, I'm not I'm not necessarily going to automatically be on board with that because well, I, you're not starting you, from the same place. Let me ask group. you, how did you feel about the Hispanic homosexual that that goes all of a sudden, I'm going to jerk off into this meat and then dies. You know, I mean, it was just like, I mean, is he any different than the redneck guy who fucks a chicken? I mean, no, no, that's that is different, though. It's not really. I mean, they're all just gay it's a stereotype of a, a, of a, you know, so is a, the redneck bestiality guy. That's a that's what I'm saying, what I'm saying though. They're all stereotypes. Right. But like, well. Like, Go ahead, Jacqueline. I guess there are certain other things like um to be to be honest, the gay Mexican guy didn't like Paco Bell, that didn't really bother me as a Mexican. And by I the way, gonna... I do love the fact that they did use like Arby's yeah. or McDonald's Paco or... Bell. I, I'm sorry, Paco, but that's yeah, funny. I gotta laugh at it. Yeah, Paco Bell, that's funny. And um, and just for the he becomes a hamburger afterwards. A talking <laughs> hamburger. sloppy Jose. Yes. Sloppy Jose. Yes. Sloppy Jose. <laughs> I guess that there are there are things that that bother me like that doesn't bother me but there are things that do kind of bother me. I don't love the energy from the the Arby character when he's standing in front of the protesters and finds out that Wendy is now in a relationship with a woman and he he unleashes this really kind of virulent torrent of just like rage and he's like you cunt face dyke or something like yeah, that I'm like yeah. That's so that the thing is that's not even funny and so it's like who is that joke for and like what is it meant to do and so i feel like a joke like that is it just kind of like reinforces a kind of like angry view that i think is is sometimes seen among like straight men who are being rejected by women or it kind of has this like incel energy to me and it's yeah. I don't know. There's there's like a threatening kind of tone to it that that bothers me and it it fails it doesn't work as a joke. Yeah, it may be a woman like like sees a woman as attractive and wants to go that way and that's fine. I mean that the way they portray it is like uh she's sinful. And I I don't think that that's what they're trying to do. I think mm -hmm. that they're trying to, I think they're trying to, I don't, yeah, I don't think that they're trying to play up that it's sinful because I, mm -hmm. I don't think that Arby is, 
played up as like any a bastion kind of, of morality. <laughs> yeah, he's not a bastion okay. of morality. I think it's I think it's just I think it's just hitting the headlines of the time of like what, you know, would have been sort of considered politically incorrect at the time. Mm-hmm. Um I, I I actually don't disagree with you, Jacqueline. One of my two issues with this movie is that it kind of like it's like a shotgun. It sort of like tries to hit everything and sort of hits nothing. Mm-hmm. I I I I don't I I think this movie is very funny. I I and there's a lot that I like about it. Um, you know, and there's even some of the, you know, maybe more controversial stuff that I that I like about it. But I think that I don't know what the end game is. You know, like other than saying like fast food is something. Like <laughs> I mean, I feel like definitely they're trying to put out there that like like uh, I think America has, has kept a lot of these these um minorities in this in this film like down in a way and also big corporations are bad you know basically they're saying but they're not saying it very elegantly you know well the thing is there i I think that they really are legitimately satirizing like mega corporations and how they kind of infiltrate the pop culture like mcdonald's Mm -hmm. you know they really advertise to kids and they touch on that and they have like this marketing that ties in with kids movies so you always get the happy meal toy and blah 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 like that's where he keeps the guns with the kids toys like (laughs) like right happy meal toy from heaven so i think that so i actually this movie is not as stupid as it should be um i think that it i think that it is actually making criticisms of those things but at the same time, it's also making fun of the protesters who are protesting against yeah. that thing. So it's kind of doing both sides. Like the hypocrites almost because they eat like, the chicken. Well, but it's it's like making fun of them even before that. It's like this. Yeah. So so there's the Arby thing with the the cunt faced whatever, and then there's um, this kind of running thing about hummus, um, mm-hmm. and there's like a lot of. Again, it seems angry. There's a lot of stuff directed at hummus that seems angry to me and not actually funny. So, like, there's a part where the the general, I think, comes in. And he's like, "Oh, he thinks that hummus has killed another employee," and he's like, "You nine eleven doing twin oh. tower crashing?" Yeah. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah. And it's like that. That to me is over the line. I don't know. I, I don't know what the goal of that. Like, what are you trying to achieve with that joke? And it's not funny. It just seems like an excuse for a character. Well, to the worst. Say yeah, the worst. That one of the writers might be thinking. And the worst like thing about that was is at the end of the movie is that she takes off her burqa and she's a blonde-haired, blue-eyed girl that that is just standing. Right, she's hot. It's not even the same actress. Yeah, exactly. Under the burqa. So, um, I think it's just this movie real. is like a. Hold a on. product of its time too with some of those jokes that it just doesn't age well right i want to hear 9 11 and they're trying to point like make fun of like a muslim woman or make her yeah, seem but- like the villain which i get cool. like society was doing that in general like well, yeah but post 9 11 muslim people were getting like fucking beaten in that's the what streets, i'm saying like this movie's getting- trying to point that out i guess in a way but not i don't think it's pointing that out i think it's like i think it's like almost reinforcing i think it's, it's i don't think it's intending it's to right. reinforce it but i think no, that's it's, like, it's telling you this is what's going on but i want to hear from leo hold on a second let, let, let's hear from leo go ahead um i i've i've been enjoying the conversation and i've been silent on purpose because knowing lloyd i have a little i, I don't want to speak for anyone of course uh and i know him and not like we're having dinner every night sort of way but like um it's i think the word you used uh, satire is appropriate for what his thought pattern was going into this uh it wasn't 
deliberately meant to be a situation where I'm going to take and be angry and I'm going to say these things to to have that angry voice, whether it's about somebody getting in a new relationship or the 9-11 thing or all that, but just to shed a spotlight on this is the attitude of the people, uh, to, to your point, the stereotypes. So a lot of people are thinking this. A lot of people are just jumping on it. Anytime they see a Muslim person, it's this. Anytime... Mm-hmm. Uh, they get rejected in a relationship. It's that. And that, and he's kind of broad spectrum making fun of all these things or pointing out this is why this is stupid by showing it so blatantly here. So people can go, my God, he's being very dumb. And Lloyd's like, yeah, that's the point. Uh, we need to recognize that this is stupid. And I can say that much about it uh, for what his mindset was from what I know, from what we've talked about. Um, it doesn't take away from some of the points you're making. It's very valid, you know, and I think there's a fine difference between uh, intention and perception. Like no matter what your intention is going into a thing, the way people perceive it sometimes supersedes that. No, that's a good point. Yeah. And I'm not saying that like a filmmaker is responsible for the perceptions of every member of its audience because that's impossible. Mm. But I I do think that it warrants like consideration of like how things might be received. And I so Leo, I think I'm sure you're hundred percent right about the intention of it being satire, but I just think satire becomes neutralized when you do it in a 360 degree fashion. And I agree with like, you on that. Like yeah. if you're satirizing everybody, then it almost kind of negates it the, loses the purpose same. of your satire. Right. It, yeah, it loses its sharpness. Yeah. And that's um, what I was because... talking about before about going over that line versus just kind of hitting up against it. And, you know, uh, how far do you take a thing before it becomes not good anymore? I think also then when you pair that with like dudes shitting themselves all over the bathroom floor <laughs> and like people, people fucking getting their balls ripped off every five seconds, it's sort of. I don't know. You kind of lose the message for mm-hmm. me, at least that that's part of the one of the things that actually bother me the most about this movie. I like gross stuff, but this movie's like super fucking gross. Like <laughs> it's like one of the grossest. Yeah. Like the fucking guy, Jared, we see his asshole who's it's already smeared. with. No, it's censored. Before we even see it. No, it's censored <laughs> in the scene where he's shitting himself. Yeah. <laughs> before that, we literally see his ass <laughs> and there's shit smeared on it. Already. And there's, there's, like, yeah, there's like from a, a POV of inside it. the yeah. toilet seat. Like it's fucking gross. I'm not a big fan. And he brought his food into the bathroom. He's literally (laughs) eating. He's like, that's good gravy. Yeah, you know that that actor, I think, has been in almost every uh, every one of uh, Troma's films. Was he the mayor? Was he the mayor? Uh, He's not the mayor in Toxic Avenger. I thought that too, but he has been uh, in many, many, many Troma films. He was. He passed away, I think, right after this. Mm -hmm. It was all the chicken. Yeah. It was all the chicken. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a big fan of uh, excessive toilet humor i miss the days when people on film were going to vomit and they would just duck their head behind a car and make the retching sound and you didn't have to actually see anything coming out of their mouth which is well, i, don't I enjoy some of it but this film just throws buckets well, of it right, right. the yeah. problem with I, that scene was is that you hear it the entire time where they're trying to have a conversation uh, you hear the yeah it's like, like my ass the, oh my god yeah. my ass this is like a like a geyser oh god yeah not entirely my <laughs> favorite style of humor i can say without question however there's nothing in hell's damnation that would ever get me to go into that bathroom let alone <laughs> the fucking thing. clean it up you can goddamn fire me i am not nope oh no yeah <laughs> so so uh i'll say that 
I'm, I'm the, the shit humor. It is what it is. Like it doesn't, it doesn't like a, I don't know. It doesn't, it takes a lot to gross me out, but I will say I love the gore effects in this movie. I do too. I do. Uh, the, I, I love the, the practical effects in this movie. I love the look of the chickens. Like yeah. the way they looked the way they bit off noses, whatever it was. I love that. But the, I, it's like, I love fart jokes. I mean, yeah. Anytime you make a fart joke, I'm going to laugh. But I, I think there's like no better sight gag when, when the guy like, so they all start turning into chickens. And when the guy pulls yeah. it off, he's got giant eggs over his nipples and these little, you know, these, these little baby chicks just sort of like pop out the front. I, it is probably one of my favorite trauma sight gags ever. And then I think he like baby birds them by puking on them a little bit. Like, yes, yes. Yeah. Cause they, you know, it's like, it, it's like terrifier. It's like, they always have to like up it. They always have to <laughs> yeah. go a little higher. Well, I think yep. one of the funniest things that they do in this movie is when shit really starts going down and people are like turning into chicken zombies. Um, they kind of revert like the chickens start doing to the people what people have been doing to the yeah. chickens. Yeah. Like I actually feel like, you know, if if it weren't for some of the like over the line stuff, this could actually be like a pretty hilarious like animal rights kind of movie, but um <laughs> Better than the bar. Like the lady who's like, oh, I know it's fattening, but I love the skin. And they're like <laughs> baby birding each other. And like, I, yeah, I love the breaking the... of the head when they break the head on the side, like it's an egg and like yeah. actual eggs, eggs come pour out, out. Yeah. <laughs> onto the griddle. And then yeah. they push it on the like like eggs. Yeah, I love and that. Put, yeah. Put their, their legs into the bucket with the shoe and like, yes, 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 yes. That's hilarious. And putting the eyeballs in the egg cartons, like the dozen yeah. egg cartons. I, I'm, I thought that was hilarious. I think that's one of the charming things about this movie. I've always considered myself more of a Marx Brothers fan than a Three Stooges fan. Right. And the styles of comedy between the two are very different. One is a little more cerebral in a way, and the other one is a lot more slapstick. And this movie caters to both. If you yeah. like the slapstick version of stuff, you have that in spades. And if you like the puns and the wordplay and the more cerebral stuff, they have that all over the place as well. I kind of wish it was a little bit more dead alive, though, in some of the slapsticky, gruesome, like that movie. That's a movie that kind of nails it. Where this film, I feel like, could have, I don't know, it kind of blurred the, it kind of went over the edge a little bit. Maybe, you know, because it's trying to say more than that move than Dead Alive was. But um, well, I disagree. I, I, I thought uh, Dead Alive. I, that, that's what it felt more like to me. It felt more Dead Alive than anything else. You know, just because it was similar into that. I just mean the slapsticky sort of vibe sure. that dead alive has i feel yeah. like it nails those jokes a little bit better yeah, yeah. I, I mean i'm i love dead alive i'm i uh, love that movie i i don't know i see them a little differently because i just think to try and like separate out and not to bring it back to this conversation but like to separate out like the sort of like gory slapstick in trauma from politically incorrect humor like i i find that to be like so difficult well, you know, know, like a PB and J sandwich, like they go it, together. It is, it is, and you know, granted, there are other movies that may do it better, but I, I, it's hard yeah. for me to separate those out. Like Toxic Avenger, they're talking about the environment and industrial waste and stuff like that. Like, there's stuff well, to be said in that film as just well. Just like Zombievers. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> just like the classic Zombievers. I do think so. So, my two issues with this movie is that I do kind of feel like it says everything and nothing at the same time, um, and I do think that. I think the Toxic Avenger does a, does a good job, and maybe Leo, you can speak to this. I, I never quite know how serious Lloyd Kaufman is about any of these issues, which I don't 
I don't deeply care about because he's like a, to me, he's a carnival barker. He's, he's yeah. somebody who is <laughs> a good way of to, putting it. Yeah. To me, he is someone who is trying to get you to spend your $5 to come in and look at a skeleton that he says is uh-huh. a Sasquatch uh-huh. and it's, it's plastic. It's uh-huh. nothing, you know? So, and, and I walk into a trauma film knowing that I do feel like toxic Avenger does a, a better job with my, my two, maybe even three issues with this, this movie doesn't say anything. It's a little too long for me. Um, yeah, it's maybe oh, about yeah. ten, 10 minutes too long and there's nothing to latch onto. I think the leads in, in Poltergeist are great. I think that um, Arby and Wendy are really great, but I don't like them. No, I like their chemistry. And I like Toxie. Yeah, I do. I like the yeah. chemistry between Wendy and Arby. Like I felt like they put in a good performance. But yeah, I think the actors are great. I think they're very game. Like they understood the assignment. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah no. So uh, they had fun. Total props to those two actors. I think very highly of them. I think they did a good job. And you got to be all in for that shit. <laughs> Jacqueline, I don't know if you noticed, but during the fantasy um, threesome scene, uh, Arby puts uh, mustard on his dick. I don't know if you know. Oh, geez. No, it's my favorite and, and hot dog bun. <laughs> he knew I was like, up. let he me knows, in there. He knows, he knows what the ladies like. <laughs> oh, yeah. No added sugars. I, I, I'll tell you right now is that I I, I agree. I, I thought that the Arby and the, uh, the the girlfriend character were awesome in this. Yeah, um, they were just details, which I, I like. She looks like know, my they, friend Megan. They leaned a certain way, and then all of a sudden, it was just like they didn't go over the line with me, and, and it was fantastic. But the lesbian girlfriend, she went over the line. I mean, she was just like. Well, no, she she had a uh, a complete character turn of you no, know, she, she was, was with working the with the colonel, colonel yeah. or general or whatever it was, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So it was like this yeah, girl. Yeah. She was a plant, basically. Yeah, yeah. I I like that plot twist actually. <laughs> he was and, sleazy. Yeah, but and I, <laughs> I actually thought the actor playing the general was really good too, yeah. and Ooh, as well right. as Carl and Paco. I thought yeah, I thought all I the love actors Paco. were good. I enjoyed yeah. all of them. I, I like, Denny. I like when Denny hilarious. sits them down and they uh, all sit down and oh, he Denny. tells like the, his war story, which is basically sort of like Jaws for, at the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I also want to pay a compliment. <laughs> you know, okay, maybe different uh, feelings about the character or whatnot, but I I thought I think the actress playing Hummus is quite funny. She um, is. She is. Uh, she's doing a lot of really funny uh, work with her eyes. Yeah. And, uh, and she's, uh, it's a really, uh, uh, the actress who, uh, they, she's, I don't know. She's kind of stuck around with the movie. Uh, she's, uh, she's kind of still a fan of it, really? but, uh, yeah, she, yeah, she, yeah, she's, uh, I'm, her name is Rose something. I'm, I'm blanking on her name, her last name. She was one but, of the dancers also out yeah. front. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Oh. Yeah. She's accredited as both that. And yeah. But I love, I just love her very cartoonish eye work. I think that she's, uh, I think she's uh, having, having some fun in some very, uh, some very uh, wild scenes. What about when she takes the meat steroid? (laughs) (laughs) She hulks out. Yeah. And she, she hulks up, her eyes pop out. I was waiting for her to kick some ass and then she just like fucking dies and you're like, But then later she pops up and Arby's even like, I thought you were dead. <laughs> uh, and I do. I love the fact that this movie doesn't give a fuck about like, like following the plot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do uh, that. They're just like, you know what? It just solves the next problem to get to the next scene to have her still be alive. So let's just have it happen. 
I thought it was the- a really funny scene that uh, what's his name? The main character is like he, he reverts back to what his girlfriend was saying, and she like ends up spraying everybody down, like all the <laughs> all the zombies, and, and they're all dead. It was like, yeah, I remember when I said that you were full of shit, and yeah, what? Oh, oh, you got him. Okay, yeah, she's been <laughs> cut back, and she's done all the work. Yeah, that was one of my it. complaints too. Was the whole Native Americans are susceptible to alcohol joke. It was very offensive. I it, know it's meant it, to be like funny, but uh, I don't know. Just... I, I didn't look at it as that. I just thought it was just funny that she sprayed everybody with alcohol and they all died. So, well, yeah. but from I think the get go, he's like are... standing. Sorry, Leo, go ahead. Oh, no, I, I was just going to say, I think for all the things that are wrong with the movie, that whether we agree or don't on, on some of them, the one we're overlooking that is pretty egregious is why the fuck is wrong Jeremy in this movie? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> it's a very serious role, too. Yeah, the dude wa- walks in with all his I clothes on. Of all the people egg. jerking off in this film, Ron Jeremy is the only one that doesn't do it. It's I know. <laughs> Arby literally chokes a chicken. He does. The, and makes a point to say so as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He says and all the you, euphemisms for jerking off during that time. Do you know who he's supposed to be a parody of? No. He's supposed to be Crazy Ralph. Oh, um, wow. The Friday no the 13th way. movies. Yeah. He's dressed the same. You're going all. to Camp Blood, ain't you? Yeah. He's got a death curse. Oh, death curse. I'd like to say also yeah, that Clockwork Orange needs to be a real drink. I, would, <laughs> <laughs> the orange yeah, I thought that was I picked that up. Clockwork Orange. There's so, so many one little funny details, like USDA tolerable meat on the side yeah. of the box. Yeah, the boxes <laughs> are all the products are all pretty yeah. funny if you if you take the time to read them. Also, the signs that are on the walls, like how to yep. prepare the food and all these other little there's all these little nuances that are very funny. Uh, the little yeah. ingredients that we see on the shelf that you pour in, like the gravy and stuff. There's like all these different little funny jokes. Uh, Leo, one of the jokes that I thought was really funny that was like got me like sort of Mel Brooks was when Mickey decides to, oh, how are we going to stop the zombies outside? They turn the open sign to closed and then like, zombies stop trying to come in. They all <laughs> just literally went, oh, and walked uh, off. And, yeah. I, I and then they turn it later and then, oh, well, it's open again. We're trying to get they in. They laughed for two minutes. I thought. They... I have to say that that zombie crowd, that was a really good zombie crowd. It mm. it reminded me of Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like they're all gathering outside this building. Like, it's that really was fascinating good, when you see a crowd like work. that in a movie like this, especially where you can tell the ones who are really taking it seriously and the ones who are just kind of there because they were asked to be in a movie. And you can and... tell which ones are from New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, Leo, I thought about that when they show all the people that have had their eyes pulled out Yes, and they're not all of the acting there is totally on, on, on point. But what's so, great about it is in this movie, it works. It doesn't matter which camp you're in. It still agreed. works in that scene. So, because it's trauma. I exactly. actually bought this film. I have it. Right oh, no. Now. I'm kind of ashamed. Oh, oh no. He but, says. Uh, <laughs> I bought it because we're going to be covering it. And so it has a documentary on it called The the uh, Poultry in Motion, it's called. And it's about mm-hmm. an hour and a half. And I didn't get to watch all of it, but I watched the beginning of it. And it definitely goes through like how scrappy of a film this was. And like how mm. a lot of people weren't getting paid. They rented a church like not far by. They found an old McDonald's that was closed down. And they used it for their setting. And then they used the church as a place to just a headquarters to sleep all night, like 70 people and do makeup and stuff. And so it, oh, shit. I can I want to wow. watch the rest of that because it definitely shows like how even if you could pick apart this film and say like, oh, this is sort of offensive. And this it was a labor of love. Like you can see that in its making. I, I think you're exactly. dedicated. Yeah, They're, I was yeah. just people that say, made like, it loved making it, too. So I was just going to say, like, I think 
trauma films are known for like making do like whatever limited resources and i mean even like no resources like whatever they have or don't have they find ways to make it happen and the people involved often are so dedicated like i've heard so many stories of people like working on trauma films for free working in like pretty shitty conditions just because they want to like be a part of this movie have, have any of you guys read um lloyd kaufman's book uh, make your own damn movie i i have yeah such yeah. a good book but so great many book. great stories about um about exactly that type of story like them finding just any location that'll work and like a major problem comes up and they just have to find a way to work around it but they're so dedicated the people who make these movies they're so dedicated that they they have to become very inventive and ingenious because they care so much and they make it happen and it's like really I feel like every trauma movie that comes out is like a little success story because they made it happen. Right. Um, well, and I, I also, uh, hmm. so many of the actors and not every actor because no, you know, again, nothing, nothing happens the same for everybody, but a lot of the actors and people involved in these movies have spoken like very, very, very highly of, of the experience. And he has a lot of actors that come back, you know, uh, that are in multiple movies. It's well known that James Gunn got his start um through trauma films and does nothing but try to pay it back to lloyd kaufman yeah um, lloyd's been in his movies before yeah Stephen and i oh. have this ongoing conversation as well about no matter how shitty a movie is whether that's through perception or otherwise you still made a movie you still went out there and did the work you still made this thing happen and that's a pretty big deal and that itself needs to be celebrated sure I like to think that to myself, too, because anytime that I'm bitching about a movie, I'm like, well, I couldn't fucking make a movie. So, like, <laughs> good on you. You know, right. it's That's a hell of a lot better than I could do. I do feel kind of bad calling <clears throat> something trash or, like, garbage. You know, like, some people will say that out of a, like, a new film will come out and they don't like it. They're like, oh, that film was garbage. It's like, was it really, though? Like, people worked on that film. People I mean, if a movie's a bad movie, movie, I'll call it a bad movie. I'll, I'll oh, call yeah, it but there's, it's got to go really far to be trash. Like, right. and I know I called this film trash and, like, you know, I'm reviewing it, so I got to pick apart yeah. what I don't like. But yeah, I, I, me, like for me, it, it like watching the movie, it was just like I felt disgusted. I couldn't eat watching this movie. I told you guys <laughs> not the to boobs, eat. John? I told you guys not. <laughs> was it the boobs? boobs. There were but, lots but of can boobs. I can I ask you? I guys like a question? boobs. I like boobs. Sorry, <laughs> I like Stephen, boobs. Stephen, you heard it here. You heard it here. Can John Nahidra? Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. So, so, uh, like I totally respect the fact that like, it seems to me that like, other than maybe some of the politically incorrect stuff, like it hinges for you on, on just how gross some of it is. Um, we all just talked about terrifier two, which yeah. has probably, and terrifier one has two of the like most horrific deaths and those people suffer in those movies. Those people really suffer. Thank quick. And, and listen, I I am a Terrifier two diehard. I loved that movie. What what is the difference for you? Is it is it just the toilet humor or is it? I think that's it, part of it. Like I do yeah. think like the things about Terrifier's gore that I like is that it's it's very realistic in a sense. It goes a little bit overboard, but it's it tries to look realistic. That's what that's how it tries to to make you feel sick. Is like tries to look super real. Where this right. doesn't look quite real, and it's silly. But sometimes it's just like. 
someone's throwing up on somebody and then the other guy fucking shits on the other guy because of it. And then, you know, his ass explodes and fucking a creature crawls out of his rectum. Like, and someone goes to pick up his rectum, but slips on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's that's just like, fucking hilarious. I know it's I, silly, I, I, but I'm sorry, Steve. Sort of the one thing that really grossed me out was I, actually I, the yeah, shitty so- ass. <laughs> the shitty ass, and it was like the guy sat on the toilet, and you it saw his like shitty it ass. Was his real like, shitty ass? Gross. I can say honestly, for me, that's part of it. In that, I think it's an easy out. Anybody can laugh at a shitty ass. Anybody can laugh at mm-hmm. a thing. Anybody can laugh at sure. Heart. Like those things are just base level comedy. If you want your film to be better than base level, you got to do better than that. I, also I think this film I does do on... better than that. I think that I think it, ha- really it does think? have higher levels. In many ways, it that. does. Yes. And I also know if I put on a lot of those other there. films that you guys have mentioned, I'm going to see a lot of the same fucking jokes. Yeah. I oh, have watched. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Films, yeah, yeah. I know that this is just their shtick. So for a while, it just like we mentioned the length of the film, it just started getting after a while. I'm like, all right, I get it. Like we like fart and piss and shit. Like, <laughs> but yeah. like, uh, give me a little bit. There more were a lot of fart jokes. Give me another fucking musical. It went on and on. I but never thought I'd heard that, you say it, Hydroburn. Yeah, give me uh, another toss, a toss salad uh, part two. I don't care. Like, <laughs> if they had do, done that sporadically, that if they had done like you know every every one third of the film did some major fart joke or maybe major shit thing or whatever, that would have been good. It save it for the good. like. I like the ending. I like yeah. when everybody turns into chickens and shit gets crazy. Like I get right. that. Did that's you guys like that, the movie, That's when the part movie should have sort of dumped it all on you. Like, look at us. We're, we're fucking blowing the budget on chicken. Right, right. And, right but right. did you guys like the musical part of this? I didn't yeah. mind it. Yeah. The songs were written pretty well. They were, you know, they know Reach Around, but they were pretty well. Better songs than I could write. They were so yeah. dumb. I, I thought they were okay. I gotta be honest. the scenes. Huh? All right, go ahead, Leo. Well, no, yeah. I, was, I was just saying um, I didn't I didn't care for it. I, I, I saw what it was doing. I appreciated what it aimed for. And I it didn't take away from the movie for me. Uh, but that's also to say that there's not much to take away from in a lot right. of respect. So I agree. Like, you know. Yeah, I didn't mind like a mix between like a Rocky Horror Picture Show and then so- something else. You know, maybe yeah. uh, Repo, the Repo. genetic opera. Ah, <laughs> blasphemy. Sorry. I actually oh, prefer I, the uh, musical entries to Repo than the, than I did in this one, Jacqueline. Well, I love gee, Repo. Thank you. What a statement. Um, oh God. What did you think, Repo. Jacqueline? The the musical numbers I think were like fine. Like I love a musical. Um, the musical numbers were fine, but they don't they don't stand out to me. Like I'm not humming the tune afterwards. It's no Rocky Horror. It's no Grease. Um, but it's oh. fine. It's fine. That's not that's not the draw to this movie for me. Um, I want to say something about the gross out humor, like the toilet humor. I feel like all of us are like intelligent people, and we seem to kind of live lives of the mind and. You know, we talk about a lot of serious films, and I think, I think sometimes it's okay to just kind of access your inner child and laugh at some poop. Like, so it's okay to like step yes. down from the high stuff, and like it's okay to like just let your inner five year old laugh at I like get a that. fart joke. You know, here's my issue. I, I watched Take this movie this morning at like nine in the morning by myself. Had I told you to put the yogurt away. This, have all of us watched this together in a fun setting while drinking beers or whatever, smoking weed or whatever. I think I would have liked this film so much better. That it, the for, for the first time in my entire life, I felt like if Steven, Leo, Jacqueline, Heiserberg, and I were all sitting around a TV and watching this, I finally understood that of how we could have a really good time watching this movie together. Yeah. That's the first time I've ever felt that way. No. But watching it by myself, I went, 
yeah, this is there not. Were, there were moments where I, I kind of wanted to turn it off, but I'm like, I have to watch it. It's my work. It's, it's sure. Right. It's I'm a good fan of Rocky Horror, but sitting alone at home watching it, it's a shitty movie. Yeah, yeah. I agree. You know? I, and that's the way I felt. I, I, I statement, sir. Like, it just means because there's no interaction from a crowd. It, like, that's part of what but, everybody but says. It's, they love it's a that different film. experience. That's the whole point. Right, like well, just it's a different it experience. Own, but, yeah. Like, okay, yeah, I, look, I'm like, shitty <clears> movies <throat> a bit strong, but it's not a great film. It's it's an adequate film on its own, giving it that audience experience, giving it the life. That I just want to tell for the audience that there was some. De- oh, ha, Stephen, cut out right <laughs> when he was about to zing me. I'll take it. <laughs> Leo, Leo triumphs. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. I'll get you, hey man. <laughs> hear about this on our All show right, later. Steven, hey, what? Steven, are you there? Can you talk? Yeah, I, I, you, you I broke go back. Us. My my internet is is being a little weird. Okay. <laughs> that was perfect for me. Keep so it. what did what did you say, Steven? Something about Rocky Horror? I don't know what you're gonna say. No, <laughs> no, no. I I was defending Rocky Horror. I just couldn't let that. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that yeah. on behalf of Rocky. Horror. <laughs> Um, I will defend that movie till I die. But uh, but uh, yeah, so about the gross out humor, I just think like sometimes it's okay to step down off the like the lofty stuff and let yourself laugh at some poop. But re- regarding watching this movie together, John, I could not agree more. I think it would have been such a blast to watch this together. And I feel like a real sense of loss that 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 didn't that we didn't mm-hmm. do that. Um, but we've said it before. And I think we really need to make it happen. I think we need to have like a watch party of that. something yeah. sometime. Agreed. We we got to do a song. Uh, hey, what now? Killer workout. Oh, no, no, <laughs> that no, part no, 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 we're not ah, doing that ah. one. <laughs> the, What's that, the only... You want to toss my salad? <laughs> No, Killer Workout is terrible. Like, you watch that thing, and it's just almost like... I haven't seen it, but I'll watch it for the boys. Dude, I'm telling you right now. I've watched Uh, other films before. Did you guys see it on Prime? Killer Workout? Fuck no. (laughs) Uh, No, I saw it on YouTube. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, but did you get the VHS transfer where it, like, cut out, like, like three-quarters? Yes. Through the end, where it was like blue, and it was like, wait, what the fuck happened? Oh yeah, yes, okay. That was right. just the kid's mom coming in the room and yelling at him for watching filth, and he had the, he had the apparently, recording. Apparently, I, I again, I mean, I, I watched that movie, and I was just like, this is the worst fucking movie I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. I, I gotta get wait props. to make Leo watch it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. I take it it was one of your picks, Steven. Yes. Oh, definitely. I haven't listened to that episode yet because I haven't <laughs> watched the film. So it's one of my favorites. Uh, I've got to give this film credit though. One of the scenes that I like that I've never seen in another film. There was a deli slicer kill, which you never see in that was pretty film. dope. Yeah, yeah they slice a woman's awesome. her like, eye nice and thin, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's how the old Jewish ladies like it. Nice and thin. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Hydroberg knows. I, I I did like the practical effects in this movie. I mean, even the look of the chickens were like silly, but I actually really enjoyed that. And all the like the I green like the ooze. Yeah. yeah, and all I the feel feathers like the green that helped them get a better arms. rating. <laughs> the yeah. way it kept blowing at the camera. What about the huge chicken dick? Did you like that? I thought that was hilarious. That's my version of what Jacqueline was talking about, where it's like <laughs> you can shut your brain off for a bit yeah. when he gets his when he has the 
broom handle with the tip of his dick at the end and it gets caught in the in in the side of the oven i thought yeah. that was fucking and then oh, when God. denny's telling his story he's just sitting there listening like oh yeah hmm. <laughs> oh my I actually God. i love the, all the denny jokes because like you know you, you remember the old denny's commercials from like the late hilarious 80s, early 90s it's like people kept calling it lenny's yes and they'd be like yeah. denny's uh, how they kept calling Denny something else, like "Hey, Dingy" or "Hey, Dopey," and he's always like, "It's Denny." And he has one joke. He's like, "It's Denny, like the country," and everybody's just silent for a second. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I thought the one thing funny thing was is that everybody was named after a a, a freaking fast food restaurant, and he's like, "I'm gonna do my grandma grandma proud. I'm gonna get a restaurant named Denny's." Yeah. Oh wait, never mind. Uh-huh. <laughs> I want to talk about um, Carl Jr. getting the mop, oh, yeah. mop dick. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's, just before they get to, like after the mop got shoved through him, there's a line in there. Uh, the general comes in and says, he's fine, everybody get back to work. That is exactly why I'll never go back to food service or customer <laughs> service again. Because you could have literally that scenario happen to you. And as long as you're breathing, they're like... Back to work. Off you go. There is a broom coming out of my dick. <laughs> like, <laughs> eh, you're fine. It's so great in scene too because they're, they're looking around as he's their manager. Go back to work, and there's literally like like Paco's shoe, the meat grinder. You know, because he's just died, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's a pretty funny joke. Paco I forgot. Bell. I also Paco love Bell. the fact that the meat is made of all the beaks and all the claws. <laughs> yeah can i say something hey. with paco as well when he gets turned into that uh Sweet. sloppy jose and it's a nitpicky thing only for me because i'm i'm into the field in a way but i really despise when people don't know how to do puppetry well <laughs> when they can't make the mouth move correctly and uh it it just it hit me in that that soft spot. Nobody else cares. I'm looking at all your faces right now. Nobody gives a shit. But <laughs> honestly, learn how to do a puppet better. That's all I'm saying. Is it possible that it was like intentionally bad, though? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know what bothers me? You sure it wasn't is that they were calling Carl's Jr. And Carl's Jr. is on the West Coast. And it's Hardy's on the East Coast. That's so anything true. past the Mississippi River should be Hardy's. Well, there, there is a character named Hardy. Yeah, there's also a Red Lobster and yeah, Red uh, Lob. Yeah, Red Lob, and there was another name that they've dropped. It was an extra. Okay. There was. They worked in the kitchen. Carl's Junior. There's Hardee's. Hummus, Denny, Wendy, Harvey. I feel like with hummus, they missed the chance to make like a halal joke or something instead. Like I don't know. I don't know if everybody would get that. Like, it still bothered it. me that like like <laughs> she came out of her her burka and she was a blonde. No, that was the joke. You know, I mean, tall, uh, yeah, it was. That's bothering. I I thought at least if it was the same actress, but it wasn't. Uh, well, are we sure? Because like she yeah. did have blue eyes, sure. even I've when seen she her had outside the of the burka, she looks totally different. Yeah, oh, she's really? she's looks totally different. So she's this an might Ar- be Iranian woman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So th- this might be kind of overly sensitive of me, but it annoys me that when she comes out of the burka, everybody's like, "Oh, she's hot." But she's not like dark haired and dark skin. She's like a blonde, blue eyed yeah. girl. And That's like, what it bothered me. And I, I, me. I saw that. And like, I'm couldn't she like, be a hot, mm. dark haired girl? Any of the women behind those burkas are hot. I mean, that's the point. I'm yeah. not saying that she wouldn't be hot. I mean, it's just like it, it. It was bothersome. Like Jacqueline, it was like blonde, 
she did have blue eyes. You saw the, her blue eyes like throughout the movie. So yeah, I mean, I, I think, and and this isn't to make an excuse of that, <clears throat> but I I always wonder myself like, well, you have the actor who who played Hummus on set, sure, and like and she's she's there and she knows what the joke is, and right. I'm not saying that that necessarily excuses the joke, but I I, I think it like the the people that these jokes are about are, are present and they, they know what they are. You know what I mean? She knew in the script that it was going to be a reveal that she was a yeah. totally different person. To some clearly who wasn't. Okay who, yeah. Sure. Which, and, and, but, but I mean, it was fucked up because it was like, she was like, like six inches taller than who hummus was. Right. Well, I, I think that that's the joke is that like, oh, okay. I mean, it's yeah, right. that she looks totally different that it's like, it's like in Austin powers when they go into two bathrooms and they, you know, and they're different sizes and they come out and they're yeah. the lab coats that they've stolen fit them. Steven, you know, I'm so number two on that. Like a lot it. of times you see a scene in a movie where people are appalled by it that aren't, you know, watching it. And but the person who played the scene who should be offended isn't. And I always wonder, like, does that make the scene OK? Or was that person just needed the work and they didn't they were willing to go right. and do something that was sort of against their, you know, their judgment. But they just True. did it for the money. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, Leo will know this story and I, I apologize. I didn't mean to interrupt, but so right. uh, I work with somebody who me and him are the same height, but he's, he's much bigger than I am. And so uh, anytime, and we're both bald. And so anytime one of my staff needs to send somebody over, they'll say, go see the bald guy and they'll walk over. He's a big dude. And so when the person walks over and they say, uh, I'm supposed to talk to the bald guy, my friend always says, Oh, you have a choice. You can either talk to the ugly one or you can talk to the fat one. Um, Jesus Christ. Now that's his joke. That's his joke. Yes. And oh, I wow. cannot tell you how many people are offended on his behalf for yeah. his own joke. So but he's the one that said it. Right. Right. Which he's calling me ugly and I'm totally fine with it. I think it's a funny joke. So I, I think it, and, and that's where like this move me gets me thinking because it really does. I like, I ask myself, like, who gets to okay a joke? Like, where, like, like, when are politically correct jokes in okay? Because I agree with you, Jacqueline. I think some of the politically correct jokes are really funny. And I think yeah. some of them, like, don't land for me at all. Well, it's like and, the protesters in the movie. Right. They're all, like, protesting for Native Americans and stuff. And then the, RB says, like, I don't see any Native Americans. And then they got the one who happens to right. be an alcoholic. He's the chief, right? And like, they can't remember his the name. One they could find, yeah, they can't remember his the name. Chief, so what's like, his name? Chief, what's yeah. his name? And he's just That's a token exactly right. Native American that they use in order to, you know, protest stuff, right? Which is definitely, you know, I I get that. That's definitely social commentary on the way things are. Like you see well, these people and, acting on behalf of other people a lot sometimes, and it's like, well, did you stop to think whether the people that you're acting on behalf of care that mu as much as you do? Like maybe talk to them. Sometimes. Well, I think I was just going to say to add on to your point that you're making about that joke is this guy he's talking about says it out there. They get offended that somebody is calling him fat. Nobody gets offended that anyone's calling Stephen ugly. Yeah, right. And, and I'd the be guy, offended for both of you. The, the guy that was calling him fat was himself and they're getting <laughs> right. offended for him. Well, but I mean, I feel like I don't always know where jokes come from when people make jokes. Like, I right. think that there are, I, I know people who make self-deprecating jokes 
uh but it's kind of like a, a self-protective armor when really like some people are like totally okay be, with yeah. themselves and they're so self-confident that they can make these jokes and it means nothing but i do know people who make self-deprecating jokes because they're trying to cover up the fact that they hate themselves sure yeah. you're not wrong i don't like to assume and so it's right. like i you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna like criticize them for making the joke that's you know that's their joke fine but it's like i would never like repeat it but there's a, there's a line there's a i don't know the word for it but if as much as people who know me know that i re, i'm respectful to the people around me as best as i can be just like you are all of you guys i can tell and the world would be better for doing that but if if we spend so much time being so ginger and so walking on eggshells around every little issue and every little thing then we don't make any forward progress because we're standing still because we can't go anywhere Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. true yeah i I totally agree with that but i I think it's like people have to be i think people have to be considerate of each other on an individual level and like like one so one i forget where this point came from but i was going to say something earlier about like uh, steven i think you said at what point like who gets to okay a joke and I think the problem with it is, is that like groups are not like group, any, any group of people is not monolithic. And so, you know, just because one member of a group might feel okay about a certain joke doesn't mean that like they don't speak for everybody. Agreed. And so maybe somebody, maybe some people in this group are fine with it and some people would not be yeah, fine with true. it. You just don't know. And so sure. I feel like you can't, that's, so that's kind of the point, right? Is that like, you can't make assumptions about a group and just because one person feels a certain way, you don't necessarily, <clears throat> excuse me, you don't necessarily extrapolate that to everybody. And so I feel right. like it kind of has to come down to an individual level with your interactions with people and what they're comfortable with. And I think that's just common courtesy. Like, what do you want to be called? Like, how do right. you think of yourself? How do you want to be treated? And I'll try my best to treat you that way. I agree I do with think... you. When you take that into context of a film, how do you manage individual? A... That's tough. Yeah, that's tough. I don't know. I think a lot of that depends on like sort of the cultural temperature at any given moment. And, you know, we've talked already about like certain words being used that um, that aren't really used anymore. So I'll I'll just say like, the R word is used quite a bit in this quite movie. A bit. Yes. And they say the N word. Is, yeah. Like white people saying the N word. Yeah. Those are things that are definitely over the line for me. And I feel like even in 2006, like we knew better. Yeah. Like we knew better. Um, and again, I just, excuse me, I'm sorry. I, do, I don't really like that kind of stuff. I just, again, I don't really know like what the, what the end goal is there with jokes like that. So. Well, and and he he said to the Native American is like, "Are you offended by this?" And they gave him this character of being drunk, of like drinking, and he puked, and then all of a sudden this girl stepped uh, stepped on his foot, and he was like, "Oh!" And then no, see, he's offended. He was like immune too to the. Um... To the disease, whatever, because he was an alcoholic. Sure, but I like mean, that was I mean, the, again, the joke. I mean, what are you saying about Native Americans not, are alcoholics? No, I think not, it's you. not you. Not you, Hyderabad. I'm just saying what the movie says. Yeah, right. Well, the, that's a case where the movie's trying to have it both ways because they're also trying to say that the Native Americans have been harmed because sure. they're because they've you know they've built this restaurant on their burial ground. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, I so do that, think that goes humor. back to my point about like when you're trying to like 
shoot over both sides of the fence, it kind of right. neutralizes. Yeah, it's, the, you kind of shoot yourself point. in the foot. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I want to. Do you mind if I just come back to yeah, go ahead. the point you had, Jacqueline? So, I, I and I think I think where, where I struggle is that you make an excellent point where you're like, you know, no one speaks for a group. But to me, that always goes both ways. So that means that a person in a group doesn't get to okay something. But a person in a group also doesn't get to not okay it either. And so like, and so, and so again, there are, there are jokes in here that would hit me that I, I find very funny and I would not want to see them go. I actually think it would be a detriment to see them go, not just for the movie, but for myself. I like, I found a lot of healing in having a sense of humor about myself, which would not be true for everybody else. You guys listen to our show. I make jokes about being bi all the time. You know, like I, I make a million of them. Um, that to me is, it's not just funny. It's, funny. It, it's, it's also, it is healing to have a sense of humor about myself. I fully understand there are people that are going to find me and Leo's show offensive. Mm-hmm. That is, I, I, don't believe it shouldn't exist because of that. But I also struggle because you are so right. Some of the jokes just don't land, don't go anywhere and have nothing to say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I do think that I think embracing stereotypes can be really powerful. I think it can make for good comedy. And as long like it will offend some, like you said, certain parts of a group. I do think when you do embrace stereotypes, sometimes it allows people to actually get along better sometimes because we're all like laughing at each other. Like, haha, yes, I'm Italian. I'm from New York. I know I have a fucking accent. I'm holding my hands together right now because I want to talk with my hands. <laughs> and I know those are stereotypes of me being Italian, but I get it. Like, it doesn't bother me, but I get that some people might be bothered by that. So I understand mm-hmm. both sides of the coin, you know. To Jacqueline's point as well, like you can still be seen for some of this, I think it was Jacqueline made the point, but regardless, uh, Arby, for example, is a complete moron in this film. I feel very seen by that. <laughs> Leo's like, as a moron, I was personally offended. <laughs> He's like clueless to like everything around him. Oh boy, I saved our favorite butt plug. It's the second <laughs> by the way. Why did he pull that out of his ass and then smell it? What is he the propensity it, right? that oh people have? To Some people just smell enjoy the their that, own musk. The guy that was jerking off, like, <laughs> like grabbed his underwear, sniffed that was it. Was just like, no, I get so the panty sniffer. That's fine. I'm just talking about people have this weird fetish. <laughs> Save that. They pick up something that they, don't know, they smell oh, it, boy. and I don't understand John, that about John. John, can you please send me that clip? Please, John, I save will. that clip. Please, Leo, saying I get the panty sniffer. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. I just want to like have it on my phone, so every now and then when I'm near Leo, I can just play it. Like <laughs> Leo texts you <laughs> when Leo calls you. It's gonna though. be my text phone. I now. I'm, I'm actually writing down the ta- the timestamp right now. <laughs> oh, <sniffer>. Leo's calling. <laughs> oh my god, uh, Leo, the panty sniffer. <laughs> you guys made the best of by the way <laughs> yeah that's that's going in the 200th episode for sure yeah um, yep. oh, no we, we still have to make it to 100 uh, obviously uh yeah oh I don't I, know. that's we what might, i meant we might get 100. canceled after this episode no no i don't know no, no, this this has been a good conversation steven i, I want to go back to something that you said i i could not agree with you more when you say like one person doesn't get to okay a joke for everybody but 
it also means one person doesn't get to not okay it. Um, I totally agree with that. And it's just people are not monolithic. And so that's why yeah. I made a point earlier to say, I'm not like there are certain things that are offensive to me in this movie. And but that doesn't mean that I'm like that. I hate this. I still like this movie. I like I, this movie. I, I'm not yeah, like, yeah. I'm not watching poultry guys anymore. Fuck Trump or fuck Lloyd. Like, that's yeah. not. Yeah. That's not where I'm right, going. It's just, to be like that. it just I'm not going that, there either. I mean, uh, it just the, means the that one certain thing things is, don't work is for that, me. Is there yep. anything and in I don't this movie it. that offended you guys where you guys, guys went, this is offensive? For well, me, I mean, so if I can compare a joke, sure. I think the, I, 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 like I like the character of Hummus, but I didn't like all the jokes about her. Yeah. But sure. I thought the chickens in Abu Ghraib were funny. You know, like that joke was it's a tough joke. It's a tough joke. But that joke landed for me. So okay. which because I understood what they were trying to do, you know, and I understand they certainly weren't the only people in 2006 that were, you know, talking about that. So that joke worked for me, whereas the other one, I again, I I, I agree with you, Jacqueline. I, I just thought there was a point where they were just kind of screaming at this character and we were just watching her sort of do everything. And I wasn't really I didn't really f I liked the actress quite a bit and I thought she was quite funny. Um, I'm trying to separate that out from that. I didn't find what they were doing with her to be all that interesting. Okay, but Jacqueline, okay, talking about the homosexual uh, uh, Hispanic guy that was jerking off into the the chicken feet and whatever, that doesn't did that offend me you? Me? No. I think he wasn't okay. jerking off into the chicken feet because he was homosexual. He was doing because he hates his job. Right. And everybody well, can relate. But he, he happens mean, to be like, a gay like Mexican me, man. Though, yeah, that it, means it was nothing just like, to me. It, it was trying to make why he did social it, commentary he on that. Like, to me, like corporate resistance for me. I looked at this movie and I was just like, okay, so you're trying to say this or try to say that. I It never landed for me. Leo? Thoughts? I agree with the concept that it was more of him just being against his job. Like okay. I, I didn't fine. see it as a personal racist thing or a personal against gay thing no. or any of that. It was just I'm a guy who is pissed off at my work and I'm going to jerk off into the food. Now, so, when they turn him into a a sloppy Jose, that could be seen as problematic. Like absolutely because he's Mexican. But I don't know. It's yeah. just the act itself. I wasn't offended by the act. No, 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 no. I'm just glad they didn't I, show I, him actually that kissing. Was that was my thing. I was just saying do. that it was like none of these what what Lloyd was trying to say in this movie was offensive. It was just more of like it didn't land for me. I I, sure. I, I was just yeah. like that's, I was and that's an important distinction. It. I think that's yeah. an important distinction. Not everything is for everybody. Um, no, like, absolutely. I a joke again, not landing I'm not offended by anything that anybody said <laughs> nor am I offended by who people are. I, I just it, it didn't land for me. It was just it was gross. You know you saw a a dirty butthole. A white guy. That's with the a stuff John that was really offended got me by the vice. The gross stuff was sort of what got me more than the altogether. <laughs> like it's just like it's a it's an over the top film that's really trying to push boundaries, and I get that. Yeah. But all these films and trauma True. sort of do that in their own way. Like you said, yeah. they all have their own subgenres that they tackle: monsters, superheroes, you know, whatever. Like, uh, you know, Dracula, whatever. Like each one has its own sort of thing. But they all have the same shtick. They all have the same right. fart and dick jokes. They they push boundaries on social commentary. And, 
And especially you said, Stephen, the ones that are directed specifically by Kaufman are like their own sort of brand. Right. Sure. Breed of, of a monster, if you will. Yeah. So like we did Frankenhooker last year and that's a trauma film, but it's not a Lloyd film. And that has some problematic yeah. issues, too. Like there's a oh, reason yeah, that trauma put that film out because it's sort of their their brand, even though it wasn't made specifically by them. No, well, we just covered two films that are covered that are uh, taken on by trauma as a production company and not by Lloyd himself. Yeah. And they're very different vibe, very each one of them from each other, but also from what they normally do when Lloyd's involved. And like you said about Lloyd and just the the company in general, like how many how many how many like chances have they given artists to come up in the game and and big look at James Gunn now. He's fucking head of DC. Right. Studios. Damn. Well, he's one of the highest paid directors and like he's a CEO. They made up a fucking role for him at DC. And I came up through trauma. I think that sometimes this can be hard for for people to understand, but like there's something about like working in an environment like that, like trauma, like mm-hmm. that grind. Yeah. That that grind, it it it's tough. But you get holy, it done. but you and holy shit, can it be good for you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in my in my twenties, I I grinded you know, in my like theater and film work. And some of that shit sucked. Like some of it was just awful, but I have a lot of fond memories from it. And I have a lot of like funny things that happened and a lot of like weird stories that, you know, sometimes we share, I shared them on the show or just like strange things that have happened. And so, yeah, I, I totally, I, I, it's 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 not even just that. I do think that these are like yeah, like a lot of careers come out of it. But I think it is also a lot of positive experiences for people. Absolutely. I got to be honest. I always ask people like, what is something you would drop everything for? I would I would drop a lot to be in a trauma movie. <laughs> sure. it, it's Steven, I I agree with you, man. I, I I love trauma films. I I we want complete honesty. The first movie I ever jerked off to. Oh my god! Was Toxic Avenger? Was that girl that was sitting? It was a handsome Toxic guy. uh, uh, What they call the? uh... It wasn't the guy in the tutu. Oh shut! (laughs) John. Sometimes people ask us like, how has how has the she was in the sauna and she was jerking off like looking at the dead people and I I was like so turned on by that. But I love trauma films. (laughs) Oh my god! I can't. (laughs) <laughs> sometimes, sometimes people ask us how doing this podcast together has strengthened our friendship and i would say it's moments like this you know, yeah. we, well, we really get to know each other on a more intimate we, level uh, apparently we revealed something too much so i'm gonna shut no, it's up no 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 i'm just teasing you john i'm glad you shared I, it's just yeah. making please if you're gonna have anybody on the show where you share please us like when that girl's in the uh sauna when she was jerking off to like looking at the dead bodies, I jerked off. To that. Give, making it give me, give me three more glasses of wine. I'll start telling you what I masturbate to. <laughs> Get this man some wine now. Some Friday the Thirteenth. Extend the, the runtime. This is our first three-hour episode. Oh boy. <laughs> but, uh, I did not a like tell-all episode I mean, and a cut of I love it. <laughs> we need like a voice distorter. <laughs> <laughs> the first movie I jerked off to. I don't know which one drawn. of us is saying it. Could have been anybody. Who knows who said it? <laughs> What's your favorite horny movie? Oh god! You want to see a horny movie? Go watch oh, Toxic. <laughs> so 
I know if we cover Toxic I'll Avenger. I'll get you soon, man. John, if we cover Toxic Avenger, I'm going to want a full body camera on the Zoom just to know what you're up to. No, we're not doing that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Leo and I aren't available that day. Sorry. Oh, that yellow water fucking high. I have to wash my hair. <laughs> All right. Well, are you guys ready to give your ratings of this movie? We are. Sure. I think we had Absolutely. a. Absolutely. I'm really surprised by the discussion we had, honestly, for this film. I'm not actually. I, I I felt like this was the sort of conversation we were going to have, and I was ready. I was no, it's really true. I just to like it, I but... didn't write my notes necessarily with all these things that we discussed. Like they're in there. Like it's mostly critiques, but we were able to pull from those, right? And and make a you know an intelligent discussion about dick and fart jokes and chicken limbs and you know and jerking off. And nothing like at all. A good show. Cemetery. Yeah. Every time you guys are on, it's a good show. Don't don't. <laughs> it is. We love having you guys on, Stephen. Real. We can learn that for our own show. We, we, we have a crush on both of you, all of us. <laughs> we do. Stephen's the nicest, ugly, bald guy that we've ever had on the show. I love. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. <laughs> oh, that was a, a that was a bold one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Stephen yeah. and well me get all the time. We well love played. each other. <clears throat> all right, Jacqueline, give us your thoughts about Ultra you Cats. know. After after all this discussion, I st- I don't know how I'm going to rate this thing. I, this is going to be very on the fly. Yeah. This is going to be very on the fly. Uh, right. <laughs> I so I I already kind of gave my list of grievances with this film. The things that you know, John, you said, well, what 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 in this movie actually offends each of you? And you know, to sort of consolidate my list, the things that don't work for me or go too far, the R word, the N word. Um, the kind of what you know, Stephen, what you were talking about, how about how they treat um Hummus's character, not not the actress and not how she plays it, but kind of how she's treated. Um, I don't love that. Um I guess I guess what I was trying to say earlier is one thing I don't like one one thing that I feel like is crossing a line and it kind of depends on the specific situation, is like when you make a joke about something that actually has like real like a real life counterpart to it in terms of like consequences not consequences of the joke but like for example the joke about hummus you know somebody calling her like a 9-11 plane crashing whatever whatever well that's less funny to me knowing that like middle eastern people were getting like beat up and you know attacked in real life so like the context is important uh, so that that's kind of why that one sort of bothers me. Uh, so honestly, the bathroom humor does not bother me. I just kind of let myself laugh at that. This time I, f- I thought it was like kind of just an enjoyable experience to just laugh at the stupid humor. Um, I think that this movie is really clever in a lot of ways. For all of the for all of the jokes that are dumb or the jokes that don't work or the bathroom humor, I think that I said it before. I think this movie is really smarter than it should be. I do think it actually contains some effective satire. I do think that sometimes that satire gets neutralized later by like you know supposedly like both sidesing kind of uh, you know trying to apply it to everybody. Uh, but I do think that there is some effective satire in there that works. I think that the effects, you guys brought it up earlier, the special effects, the makeup effects, the gore effects, I think that they really work. I think that they look gross. I think the gore is fantastic. I 
there's very little that I love in a horror movie as much as like a nice spray, like a heavy spray of blood across a wall. I just love it. It's just, it's just good. It makes my little horror heart happy. And uh, I can tell that those kinds of gags were like lovingly crafted and planned and executed. I think they're really effective. I think it works as like a tongue in cheek kind of zany um, horror horror comedy. Um, yeah, it's a different movie from Dead Alive, but I think that for what it is, I think that the horror aspect of it works. And I think it's like a hilarious parody in a lot of ways. I already talked about how much I really love the kind of flip-flopping of the the zombie chickens doing to people what people tend to do to the what people have always done to the chickens. I think that's great. I think that's like maybe the most clever part of the whole movie. So I really like it. I think the cast does a great job. I think they're very self-aware. I think they know exactly what this movie is and they play it perfectly. Like I said before, they understood the assignment. I think everybody does a great job with their roles. The songs, eh, not not great, but not bad. They're just, they're kind of there. It doesn't really like move the needle for me. Uh, I did write down like a whole page of my favorite jokes. Like every time I laughed out loud, I basically wrote the joke down. And so I've got this like page <laughs> full of jokes because yes. I yes. couldn't stop laughing. I'll just, if it's okay with you, I'll hit a couple of my favorites just because I, I mean, and sometimes I couldn't even write them down because I was still laughing and I couldn't keep it together. Um, I love, oh my God, just the phrase, I'm sorry, concentration coops. <laughs> yep. I'm sorry. That was just, it was like so unexpected and um, hilarious. I loved, I'll believe in the supernatural when I see it, talking sandwich. <laughs> I love, um, drop that rectum. Just no context, <laughs> just drop that rectum. <laughs> I love, America isn't ready to accept a gay Mexican chicken sandwich. Uh, oh, one of my favorites is when Denny goes, Jambalaya, crawdaddy, po' boy, gumbo, goddammit. <laughs> and Wendy goes, he's turned into a blackened Cajun chicken. I, I thought that joke worked it for me. me I loved it. it. So those were just some of my favorites. But oh, sorry, I forgot this one. I, I could not write this down because I was laughing so hard. Oh, you want to talk dirty? I ain't averse to hearing what's on your dirty, filthy little slut chicken. <laughs> I'm using that one next time. <laughs> Pickup lines. Hmm. So overall, like for what this movie is, I think that there's a lot that is problematic in it and a lot that doesn't work. Um, but I, I do think that it, it works better than it doesn't. Um, I I can't say that the the stuff that bothers me doesn't bother me. Uh, it's there. I wish it wasn't. I think it would be a better movie if a few of these jokes were just kind of excised from it, but they're not. So for what the movie is, I still think it lands on the positive side. So I'm going to give it 5.5 out of 10. Oh God, there's so many options. Uh, chicken tits. <laughs> <laughs> So that's 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 my rating. Um, Stephen, Leo, Stephen, I think you went first with the fucks or sucks. So, Leo, would you like to give your rating first? Oh, I have to find it in my notes now because I wrote it down, so I wouldn't forget how. So he's welcome to go first if you'd oh. like. Stephen, are you Second, ready? And you said a five point sure. five. Yeah. Sure, I can go. Okay. 
Um, you know, you, you covered a lot of fantastic points. Um, there's a lot that I, there's a lot that I like about this movie. Um, I think the, I think the actors are really good. Um, I particularly like the leads. Uh, I think they are very funny. I like your phrasing when you say they understood the assignment. Um, there are, you, you covered so many of the things that are really important to me. The gore is really amazing. Um, I, I love the beaks of the chickens. There's a lot of different scenes where like as a person is being transformed from what they were into a chicken, that they have this sort of beak starting to protrude through their mouth and it sort of like pushes their face apart. Uh, so I really enjoyed that. There's also, we, we didn't mention it, but there is a phenomenal gore scene. We mentioned the part in the kitchen when they are taking the heads and sort of breaking them on the stove, but there's all this like chaos happening in the restaurant where people are having their limbs chopped off and they're getting ripped apart, but they're all customers that are complaining. So they're all like complaining about how they don't like the service as they're being ripped apart or they're, you know, one guy has his leg chopped off and he says, not my soccer leg, which yeah, is one of my, leg. that's, that's one of my favorite lines. Um, so, and we did mention the, uh, a, a woman peels the face off of somebody and then so she likes to eat the skin, even though it's, you know, fattening or bad for you or whatever. Uh, and of course the, the eggs on his nipples and the little chiclets that come out and whatnot. So I love all that. Uh, as far as the music goes, I like most of the songs. I find them really entertaining. We didn't talk about this, but one thing I really enjoy in the movie is the, is the, uh, they barely rehearsed it dancing. Um, the dancing is not in sync at all. It looks like they kind of figured it out on the spot some of it, but then some of it looks like they're all doing the same moves. So clearly all the performers know what the moves are, but they're not even trying to get them at the, on the same time or in the same rhythm. I actually find that very charming about the movie. I actually think that that's the right choice as opposed to them uh, going, you know, and, and doing something that was heavily choreographed and looked perfect. Like you might see in another musical parody. Um, and I do actually really like the song uh, Fast Food Love. Um, I think it's very funny uh, and very entertaining. Um, there is a lot that I like about the movie. I recognize its flaws. I do think it's about 10 minutes too long. I'd love to see maybe 10 minutes in the middle of the movie shaved because I really like the end. I, I love the way the movie like literally ends with their car flipping over another car and just exploding. Just our heroes are dead. Oh, Everything's to touch over. On that. Yeah, I I, yeah, love I forgot that to ending. say something about that too. You can oh. clearly see the stunt driver driving during that scene. Well, you that guys know it? what that's from, right? Is that from another movie? Yes, yeah. it's like okay. a running trauma gag. It's from Sergeant uh -huh. Kabuki Man NYPD. Oh, yeah, I've never seen that film. Okay, because you can see onlookers shot it, like obviously just watching that scene take place <laughs> in the alley. Yeah. They they had this like influx of money at the time from some Japanese investors when they did that movie. I think it's from like 1990, mm. and it, they like really spent a lot of money like a non-trauma amount of money on this stunt and it turned out so well so then it became like this running gag like can we just keep using that clip in like that, every movie like funny. where can we stick it in and so as soon as i saw this i was like that's the kabuki man <laughs> it is sort of out of place too so that makes more sense now that like the way it just see to me it's such it's the perfect ending for the movie like it's like yeah. heroes are dead everybody's Everybody everything's dies. done even the little girl in the backseat <laughs> yep. Like... yep she's drinking a beer 
dead. Everybody's done. Credits roll. I'm sorry, um, Steve. I didn't mean to trample on your. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm glad you made the point. Um, so I do think that it's a little a uh, little too long. I also think that I don't mind when a movie tries to hit both sides. We talked a lot about that in our Green Inferno episode, like how you can you can make fun of activists and you can make fun of the cause. Um, so I, I like a lot of the activist jokes. I think they're very funny. Um, but I don't think the movie has anything really to say. And that is, it just feels like, like a a million jokes. Mm -hmm. I would say 90% of those jokes I find really funny. So I find it worth it. As far as the rest, as far as the more controversial elements of the movie, I always really struggle when it comes to politically incorrect humor because everybody has a different line. And so there are jokes that I didn't find funny that I just didn't really find any, any, any meat to, but then there were politically incorrect jokes that I found very funny. Um, so I will, I will say that I kind of put that as like a subside of my, of, of my rating but I will just say to the viewer that know that my line may not fit your line. Uh, but otherwise that is, I'm to my rating and I'm going to give it a, uh, I, I can't remember exactly how you said it. So I'm going to just uh, go with uh, a 7.5 eggs with chicklets bursting out of them on your nipples. Uh, chicken tits. Chicken tits. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, just to, to defend that rating, I'm comparing it to other trauma movies. I'm not comparing it to like hereditary. No, I know. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> yeah, no like, like Schindler's list is this right. is almost as good as Schindler's list. Like we get this this is yeah, hereditary, I'd give it a seven. I mean, come on. Yeah, obviously, obviously like, poultry guys is we better. Know no, 7.5 comparing it to other trauma <laughs> films, which is the only thing you can compare a trauma film to. John, we can edit that part out, right? So nobody knows that he said that. <laughs> uh, I gave, then I gave it a half a point over Hereditary. <laughs> hereditary is a 7 out of 10 for you? No, no. Hereditary is a 10 out of 10 for <laughs> okay, me. Okay, I was that? like, yeah, Stephen, I'm sorry. Let, we're going to have to edit Stephen out of this whole episode. No, I'm no, I'm, uh, not I'm that. saying that as a joke. That okay. How could it possibly sure. be? Yeah. Yeah. I was offended by that joke, Stephen. <laughs> My line Get is down. different than your line, Jack. My line is Hereditary. So. <laughs> no, hereditary is perfect. Please. I'm kidding. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So 7.5 out of 10 eggs with chicklets bursting out of them on their nipples. Chick, chick, uh, unit. Egg tits, whatever chicken it was. Chicken tits. I believe chicken tits was one of the meals on the menu. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Jacqueline. <laughs> <laughs> we, lost, we lost Jacqueline for a moment, everybody. Okay, we did. Leo, I'll enjoy watching you two have your moment together. It's all good. <laughs> lose it. Here she goes. Leo, are you um, ready to make a rating? Leo. <laughs> I, I want, I want to clarify the when I talked about knowing Lloyd. Uh, again, it's not like we're buddies, but I had the great pleasure of working on a film with him. And in the even greater pleasure of during that process, being able to just sit and chat with him for a good hour or more about just life and filmmaking and who he is and how he is and all that stuff. And it was just really a wonderful experience for me. And, uh, you know, he's a cool guy. So, uh, I have to take that moment aside from this and just talk about the film and not him as a, as a person, as a director and how he is and what he thinks and all that. Um, yeah, I can say that poultry geist 
is in its own way pure exploitation. Uh, it's filthy, it's vile, it's rotten, it's sometimes offensively unfunny, but it's also tasteless fun, if that makes sense. Um, it's it's not pretty, <laughs> like by any means. And the humor, embarrassingly puerile in most cases. I don't love the excess of the shit and everything else that's going on in this film. Like I said, I could have done with that being a little less than not necessarily removed, but that's just my style of humor. Uh, there are some absolutely glorious. I agree with all the things you laughed at, Jacqueline. I think they're fucking hilarious. Uh, I love, I think Bumping Tacos is my new favorite ska band. Uh, <laughs> I, I like when the priest comes in and he's trying to exercise the thing and he says, the power of the Christ compels you, the singular Christ. And I thought that was funny. Yeah. Uh, I like it when he looks at Wendy when she's trying to explain to him how to defeat the horde. And he goes, Wendy, you fucking drunk. Like just little moments that <laughs> are so absurd and stupid that I just couldn't help but laugh. And you know, that again, in its own way, is pure all humor as well. So I guess it's safe to say that there's a little something for everybody in this movie and taking it on the value of, did I walk away enjoying this? Yeah, I did. You know, and I think I always will, you know, even though I might sit down and groan at it and have to maybe fast forward through a couple of points that I don't care for, I still enjoyed everything for the whole about this film. So... All of that to be said, I think I have to be as fair as possible. So I'm going to only give it six chicken tits. All right. Six out of ten chicken tits from Leo. All right. Uh, Hyderberg. All right. So Lloyd, uh, you, you're saying that there's a little Uncle Lloyd in all of us? Is that what you're saying? He would love that to be true, yes. Yeah, yeah, he would love he that. He can't personally get around to everybody, but he'll, he would try <laughs> <laughs> all right so we'll start with the pros it took me a while to figure out some of them for this film but uh the conversation has i don't know um it might have affected my grade a little bit uh there's some funny moments in this film uh some of the lines just they did make me laugh uh, i think there's some great gore as well uh you could tell that they really threw the budget at the gore uh these films have always had great gore these all these they're just silly silly gore it's it's not always like perfect but they they achieve a level of just grossness that most films in these especially in the 80s like had a hard time doing like uh you know a trauma film when you see one let's just put it that way and this is definitely a trauma film um Kaufman he's really good in it like uh I liked him uh he does you know he says a little bit of the problematic um you know humor but you know, that's his shtick and it's his movie. And, um, you know, he makes fun of himself, too, in it. Uh, I like you get to see his ass like that's pretty funny. Um, I dig it, um, you know, and I and I and I know what the man state like he, he's made a huge mark in the industry and the genre. And, you know, you can't take that away from him. Um, there is some social commentary in this film, for sure, about stereotypes and the fast food industry and. You know, uh, hypocrites that protest everything, but, you know, at the same time, they, you know, they go against what they believe in sometimes, you know, when nobody's looking, so that sort of thing. So, you know, I get that. But a lot of that is just overshadowed by, like, insanely crude humor sometimes, you know. Um, some of it's just 
you know, it's you could pick it apart like we did tonight, but the average viewer is going to watch it. And it's going to wash over him probably. Um, the Foley work is really good in this film. The pudding noises that you hear when a hand gets <laughs> rammed up an ass is just <laughs> chef's kiss. It's it's like a, this weird noise that you just hear. There's womp, womp. Oh no! I think pudding noise is going to be the new fan favorite. Yeah, it's just like a put. It's like a hand being shoved into pudding, and it's just yes, it just definitely makes me think of a hand up an ass. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Pudding uh, will never be the same. Yes, you know, I think this film it has fun. It makes fun of itself. Um, I've really enjoyed a discussion. There's not a ton of like super great things I can pick out from this film. Like it's, you know, it's schlocky as fuck. And if that's your thing, like then definitely give it a go. Um, I wouldn't say don't watch it, but I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, It's an hour and 43 minutes. That's just too long for a film of this nature. Like it doesn't have that much to say. Like there's, it's just too long. Like it really is. Um, I could care less about the characters. They're just horrible. Like they're just not that likable. Like I, the acting is not bad. Like the relationships that are between the coworkers and like uh, Arby and his love interest Wendy. Like you could tell, like there was some chemistry there, and those actors put in the work. Um, I dig that. I can respect that, and I picked that up from watching. But just their like actual characters, the way they're written, they're just not that great. Like nobody really is in this film. They're all just blatant stereotypes in a way that's just like, all right, I get it. Like okay. Uh, the movie's awfully offensive. Um, some of it's hilarious. Some of it is in really bad taste. There are some funny gags, but it's hard to laugh right after there is like a racial slur, a gay joke, or like they say the R word. Uh, I just think this film hasn't necessarily aged that well. Um, and it surprised me that it even came out in 2006 because like Jacqueline, you said, like some of the humor just like even then wasn't okay. Like, um, but I get it. Like we, you know, you got to laugh at some of it. Like, you know, like if you just condemn it all, then like, what what can what kind of jokes can we tell anymore? Like at that point, you know what I mean? Like some of these jokes are they're OK as long as they're not offending everybody. It, it's a weird. It's a weird blind. It's it's hard to say. Who am I to say even what offends who? Like most of it doesn't offend me, but I understand that someone could be offended by it. And as a critique, I got to bring that up. Like um, the writing and the acting is just not that good. It's just it's really bad. Uh, it, it's it feels like it's written by horny teenagers or <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, this is a disgusting film. I'm sorry, it's just fucking gross. Like, I'm almost ashamed to admit that I own this film. Uh, but I do like gore. So you do it. You know, for every gag, there's a penis or ball gag or someone getting something crammed up their ass. But it gets a little old after a while. Like it's constant. They, they, the same jokes are being told constantly throughout this film. Um, and that that paid some of that runtime. Like we could do it a little less of dick splatter on the wall. Like I don't need all that. Uh, the once or twice definitely gets me to giggle though. Um, I do feel like I watched this film in a bad environment. I watched it by myself. I was, you know, I hate to admit it, but I, w- I had a couple of drinks when I watched it because I was trying to set the mood, but I didn't <laughs> have friends. It was in the morning, Jacqueline. Yes. Uh, I did Ooh, not have a to like make fun. No, I didn't masturbate to any of the scenes. I'll save that for the trip for toxic Avenger. But there, there were like if I had friends, if if we watched this over Zoom, I think I would have had such a good time with it. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, to be honest, like much of this film, it's 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 very sexually charged. It just runs its course fairly quickly for me. 
I do like a lot of those jokes. I love fart and dick jokes, but that's just like what this, I don't know. That's like all this film boils down to. Oh, and the racist slurs, you know, but like I get it saying something, but it's over, a lot of that's overshadowed uh, by the amount of what it's, you know, the amount that it loads, you know, it dumps on you. Um, but the discussion was really good. I really fucking enjoyed this discussion. So I do feel like that, that bumps my score up. So with that said, I'm going to give Poultry Geist, Night of the Chicken Dead, one out of ten chicken tits. Wow, okay. I thought you were going to give it a little more than that. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> a little like, bit. Was it a negative one before? It was 0. .5. I was going to say he bumped it up. <laughs> I had a point five. I, I just, this this is not okay. like this is not a film I'm going to go back to often. Like okay. it was a slog to get through. Okay, all it's right. It's not well, a highlight of trauma films. Like if you ask me to make a list of trauma films to recommend to somebody to try and get them turned on to trauma films, this is not going to be one of them. I would agree with that. Absolutely. Okay. This this might be like the widest discrepancy in scores on any film that we've had. Let's see what maybe John will give it an eight and make the discrepancy even bigger. Or a I negative two. Go on the higher side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay, John, hit us with your score. I agree hey, with oh, <laughs> a lot with what Heidelberg said. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oof. Well, I, I love the discussion that we had about this movie, uh, Jacqueline. I appreciate that you picked it. Um, the acting was fucking awful in this movie <laughs> um yeah I, I i just i didn't get it i didn't understand it I, I i i every single scene it was an hour and 45 minutes and it was just like this is too long <laughs> i love uncle lloyd i love uncle lloyd i love uh trauma films like i said uh toxic avenger Tromeo and Juliet. Um, um, you know, what was the war one they okay. did oh. on show? Troma's War. Troma's War. Yeah, Troma's War. war. That, that, that was fantastic for me. This one was not. I hate singing in movies. I hate like 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 freaking musical shit in movies. Uh, <laughs> we we <laughs> we reviewed uh uh repo or whatever the fuck that was um awful repo genetic awful. oh my god it was brilliant but you have your opinion thank I you do. leo um i will say john you gave that a 4.5 did i yeah all so right did I. well this is going a little lower um I, I, there was a, a very funny joke in the movie that i found completely hilarious was the beer scene like they had they ended up bringing like a keg in there mm -hmm. and yep. it didn't come into play until the end of the movie and uh the girlfriend like sprayed all the chickens down and they were dead that was hilarious to me that was awesome but um man i can't jacqueline i'm sorry uh this is it's okay you can rate it however you want you're not rating me. <laughs> uh, this is uh, thanks. Killing was better to me than this movie. Uh, this movie is a zero point zero out of ten chicken tits. Ooh. 
Sorry, I did not like this movie at all. I am totally shocked. (laughs) Zero point zero. I don't think we've ever have we had a zero before. We have not. John mentioned it before that he might be giving it the first zero. Yeah, it was. I I I hated. I thought we talked you into a point five, maybe. No, that's where I I had it. I had it at point five. I'm actually shocked. Okay, I'm shocked. You guys rated this film pretty high, in my opinion. But if you're rating it on a scale of trauma films then maybe that's okay. But I mean, well, I can't, I can't group this together with films like Barbarian and fucking. Well, like, no, no, I don't, think, would, I don't like, think any of us are saying yeah. that. Either. But when I put I it at a seven know. or something just, like that, that's, that's, but, but well, sevens aren't the same. The, the in my aren't, marker, yeah. it is. I, I, we, I have yeah. one marker. It's how I review. I hated this movie. For this film. I, I, I can't I break just, them up. And John, that's fair. That's fair. That's totally fair. I watched it I can't say this film's okay because it's, it compares to other films of its nature. Like I have to, but review this film based on other films that I've also. Well, I think it just depends on your metric. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like for 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 me, and maybe this is. I, let me be clear. I'm great at talking about movies. I'm terrible at reviewing them. Um, but like, I I I I do think that you have to consider what the movie's trying to achieve, and not what maybe somebody wants it to achieve like this is not this was never trying to be an a24 movie understand no but part of it's also the enjoyment that we get out of it right so you guys got more out of it than we did and that's totally fair that's that's totally fair but you can't be like uh this movie wasn't as good as hereditary so i'm giving it a two like that's not totally that's not what i was 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 going to no 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 i I, i'm not i'm not saying that about you john okay but Hyderberg, so like Bob from Straight Chilling says this all the time. He's like, when I rate a movie, I have like I I have to strongly consider like yeah, exactly what Stephen said, like what. Okay, I'm just saying, <laughs> like we know legitimate, like intelligent people who use this kind of mindset in their. Not ratings. us, clearly. I, I would base like this. Well, would no, get Stephen a bump just up said on my enjoyment out of it, and that would bump up the score. But I did not enjoy watching this film. The. I watched no, it by I myself and, and, it, and it felt like I, there were moments where I literally wanted to turn it off and watch something else, but, and spend my Monday off at a, a, doing something differently. But I had to finish watching it and make notes and pause it and actually think about it intellectually, which was tough because it's all about shit splattering on the wall and fucking dudes. <laughs> but it's not just getting their bowels that. out. It, most of it is though. I mean, I, I guess I, yeah. I guess I think of it as like every movie is on its own scale. And so it's like, hereditary can either be the best version of hereditary or the worst version of it you know and like and you like to me when i'm rating that's all i'm thinking about so you know like when we did witchcraft witchcraft is the worst version of a rosemary's baby thing whereas rosemary's baby is the best version of it trying to compare that that to a friday the 13th movie is ridiculous to me now granted i also love friday the 13th movies probably more than most people do i'm wearing like some of my my Some of the things that I would rate a hereditary, let's say, for higher is some of the things that this film doesn't do, like tension and scares and like, you know, metaphors and stuff like that. But and that would raise my score for a film like that. And I get that. Like, I'm not going to necessarily compare this film in that same way, but I am going to because say that's that, not like, what they're trying to achieve. If, it, right. if I, well, if well, I gave this film a seven, this, it would it would make that, me question. That, well, well, then how, what do I think of the higher end films? Because that's pretty. I, close I, I get that. But let me let me ask Leo this. If you watched. Uh, Toxic Avenger right now, would you give it a higher score than you gave this movie? Yes. I would, personally. So would I. Based on my not 100%. my remembering. I, um... No, I think all of us would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I I mean, like I, I'm basing it off of a Lloyd Kaufman produced 
slash directing. Yeah, I'm movie. not condemning all the Troma's films. I'm just saying this film didn't do it for me. It hmm. fucking sucked. I mean, the, the thing is, is I I watched it twice, and it's it, it's just ugh, it just I gotta did make not hit an odd me. comparison here. Yeah, I I love Pixar movies because okay. I'm an artist. Animation is my thing. Whatever, but sure. Um, for all the all the list of stuff that they've done, like they've earned my money. I okay. I've rarely met a studio that has put out enough films as they have, where every one of them to me has been absolutely magical and so when the new one comes out i'm just gonna go and i'll see what happens that doesn't mean all of them fall on the same ranking no they don't for me something like brave or turning red goes low on the list not because they're bad films but because i am not their target demographic i am not Mm -hmm. the person they're aiming for i'm not going to be the one who attaches to that film the way other people do uh, so it, it just goes farther down on the list for me, but that doesn't make it a necessarily bad film. Understood. When we're just talking the catalog of trauma films, okay, this one's really down on the list for me. It's it's not going to be in the top five or the top ten even, but yeah. you know I have enough respect for it and the people who created it and what their idea was behind it to give it the score I gave it. I, I don't. I yeah. I don't hate what they did with this movie i just i i did not enjoy myself with this movie i mean again i'm a trauma fan i i I grew up like i said you know i revealed jerking off to that girl that was sitting in the sauna of toxic avenger first time guys what (laughs) i'm just kidding i'm just just saying i mean again i mean toxic avenger was silly it was it was campy whatever like this to me just it was not mm-hmm. it didn't do anything for me so john did, are fair. you saying just uh, in your mind this film just like failed it did film, right? i mean it really him, did, it did. Nothing, i, mean, I love trauma films i love lloyd kaufman i love uncle lloyd i love what he's done with movies this one did not do it for me now if i watch this with you guys and my experience with it, maybe I would have given it a three or, or a four. Maybe I, I think watching it with friends would have been a much better experience. I think me. I have to agree with you on that, too, because I was I, I my first viewing was on my own. And then I always go back at least once more to do the notes and tighten them up and everything. Sure. And halfway through the second time watching it, my brother came into the room, was watching with me. And you and paused it because was... you didn't want him to see it, right? No, no. It, he started laughing his balls off. It's apparently one of his favorite movies. He he just he thought it was fantastic, and his enjoyment of it to the left of me caused me to enjoy it more the second time. Sure, just because he was in the room and we were able yeah, like to move together and we were able to make jokes together <clears throat> and all that other stuff. So there, like I said, there's something for everybody in the movie. Whether I loved it or not, he loved it, and him loving it caused me to have a better experience with it, and that right. does make a difference. There are things in this film I can see why you guys enjoyed it as much as you did. Let's put it that way. Like, I get it. But for me, yeah. I just didn't enjoy it. And then when I rate it, I can't rate it on a scale of 1 to 10 based on trauma films. I'm basing it on a 1 to 10 based on all the films I've seen before. Like, that's how I'm rating the films. Mm-hmm. Well, and I and think my experience that... with it, my experience with it wasn't that enjoy. I didn't enjoy myself that much. But I think that there is like no better movie and like to to elicit that response because it's like we started this whole thing with being like you may you may not like this this is definitely not for everybody 
And as somebody who gave it a, a, a high rating, and yeah, I, I have a love for bad movies, but this this doesn't really scratch that itch because I think it is, I just ask myself one simple metric. How can Poultrygeist be a better Poultrygeist? Because <laughs> that is the only, that's the only scale that it's on in my mind. That's so, a really interesting way of putting it, Stephen. Hmm. I'll answer that for, for myself is that if I was watching with friends, if I was watching with Stephen, Leo, Jacqueline, and Heidelberg, if we were all sitting in a room together watching it, that would increase my enjoyment. So oh, we're going to do a fair. cross thing where we have our fans join us in a in a live watch, <laughs> watch the film it. again. That's it. And we're going to well, deep fry bird. So here's what I'm going to say: the next time that I have a film that I want to invite Stephen and Leo on for, first of all, I promise we that I will. In the attic. That's your. That's for you to pick because no, you kidding. you called that one earlier on. But um, oh, I promise that it will be a higher quality movie like something a little loftier next time and also i think it would be i think it would be cool if somehow we could work out a way to have a watch party together i think that'd be amazing i would love to do that all five of us yeah Mm -hmm. oh yeah like make it a thing that we promoted just as friends to get together like i would just enjoy watching movie Mm -hmm. you guys yeah oh yeah i have a quick question how many times roughly do you guys watch these films before you talk about them I only watch this once, but I do tend to watch them twice. If they're uh-huh. a film I've seen before, I like this film. I, te- you know, I had to watch it with a critical eye because I had to watch it this morning. Sure. Just I'll be honest with this day. one. I watched this twice. <laughs> the first time I was like, fuck this movie. I got to watch it again. Oh, my God. I got to watch <laughs> I it. Again. it. Such a horror I, fan. I, I don't want to say that. I want to say That's that. such a horror fan. Um, well, you had to jerk uh, off to it the second time. Right? <laughs> And well, I yes, and then I s- said, "I'll get you next time, Iman." <laughs> I, I just only figured... a chicken had come out of someone's gut or asshole and said that, <laughs> then I would have given this a, at least a five stars. I figure, on average, Stephen and I are watching our films two or three times, uh, just to get just to get everything done the way we do it. And right. if that's the case, and we're all kind of on that same average. It's yep. easy for us if we're doing a, the same film to have one where we just watch together and then the other one where you can just sit down and do your own notes in your own time. Mm-hmm. Just suggestion. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, yeah, I think because we you do Zoom, That's I think we could do this. Is that we all like start whatever movie we decide to do that. We all start and then uh, just record it and put it on both podcasts, right? Well, there you go. I would, would love to do it. Would yeah, be too. so in for it. Yep, me too. Yeah, All right, we're we're running late here. We we kind of deep fried this bird already. <laughs> Jacqueline, I I did want to just let you know something, Jacqueline. If these two guys give you shit about picking this movie, your invitation to Spoils of Horror is still standing. No, I'm Thank only going to give a shit about the way she eats cereal. You're trying to fuck her from us. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. We got Nicole. Me, if, if, if Jacqueline leaves, we'll just fill her spot with Nicole. And we'll It'll be like Cobra Kai. Like we'll no, all no, steal no, each no, other. No. Every I'm other just minute. kidding. No, we, we, Jacqueline's Nicole, our, our Seriously, host, Nicole, expect so. the, expect the you, you know full well if he takes Jacqueline in, I'm out. So I'm going to have to go where you guys go. <laughs> well, you were already with us anyway, based on <laughs> what you guys did a long time ago. <laughs> That's true. 
Welcome to no, a yeah, kind of we'll welcome you with open arms. Hydroberg, I just Rio find it interesting how how ready you were, how how quickly you had that name at the ready. <laughs> People oh, said shit. that Nicole is our <laughs> member. Have you already been planning my? He's already got the feminine and perspective, I go. like I, you know, she's a the natural feminine fit. perspective. <laughs> He's oh intelligent, so offensive perspective. <laughs> I, women are not monolithic female perspective i should say i can't speak on behalf of females i'm not justin well, but leo can jacqueline you're our host put us back on the rails i can't i can't i i do not have control i do not have control of the ship um there's not a lot of great trivia. Like most of the trivia is like little hidden in jokes that we all already noticed and stuff. Like, gee, all the characters are named after fast food. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, um, anything interesting here? Pay attention to the background if you ever watch this film. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff in the background. A lot mm -hmm. of little things on set dressing that I think are interesting. I should have given it maybe another point half star for that set dressing. Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff because you were waiting for the scene to be over. I was kind of looking in the background to be like, hey, what, what else can I look at? Fair enough. And I picked up would, on some more stuff. Would you like me to add a half point to your score, Hydroberg? No. Please. Damn. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. Fuck off then. Uh, okay. Well, I let's, let's skip trivia because it just wasn't really that interesting. But Stephen, Leo, thank you so, so much for being part of this discussion with us. The discussion was a 10 out of 10 for it me. It was better than the film. For, it was agreed. better than the film. Definitely. Agreed. Oh, was um, it a two out of 10, Hydroberg? Yeah. <laughs> Based on other discussions that I've had with other guest hosts, no. I wouldn't, I would say it was like an Compared to every discussion you've ever had with anyone. Yeah, I got to compare it to all the other guest hosts. Yeah, compared to the one about Barbarian and the one about, yes. We haven't covered Barbarian, actually. Yeah, we I just rewatched it for the second time, though. I need to watch that. Everyone's talking about it. That's it's good. worth the watch. I watched That's that good. and Antlers again. I did a double feature recently, and it was a good time. I'm with time. you, Leo. I haven't seen that one either. You should watch, watch it. Party. Maybe we should cover it. Barbarian? Maybe you guys could come on for Barbarian and actually... Oh, shit. Like, up-to-date oh, new film that... <laughs> It doesn't have a, a rock and roll van in it or chicken You make it sound like we fucked up. Like, <laughs> no, that's on us. I mean, look, the Jason goes to hell thing was my thing. Right? Like, I got you in on a film that I thought you guys would like to discuss. I didn't know that Leo. And had this a whole movie thing was Jacqueline's hell, thing. So. It was mine. It was mine. It was one hundred percent my idea. It's yours, John. I'll I'll, I'll pick Barbarian. Okay. Whatever, All whatever right. you well, guys want. We a ringing we, endorsement. We always love. <laughs> we we love coming on your show. This is such a blast. This is always such a good time. Well, thank no, you guys I, for I being here, especially on your on your break. Um, when when do you guys return from your break? Uh, we Night of the Demons is coming out this Wednesday. All Great right. Pick. Yeah. Cool. So fun. two days from now, your hiatus is Geeky over. Halloween movie right there. Yeah, love... yeah, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of I a lot love of great movies. <laughs> I'll yeah, we have a lot of movie. B movie royalty coming up. Yeah, awesome. that is absolutely. Oh my god. So yeah, if you if you are not already listening to Spoils of Horror, go find their episodes, start listening to their back catalog. You won't be sorry. Trust now, me. Now I know that B movies are not necessarily what you guys want to be known for necessarily entirely, but I do love the times that when you do cover B movies. Like I just love Then you are going to enjoy November. Because you guys also have a way of not just, you, like our episode tonight, like 
you brought out a lot of good points in a film that we could have just trashed, right? Like, and you have a way of doing that on your own show where we're, you just don't bring out the bad of a bad movie. Sometimes you, yeah, we're really passionate about yeah. finding. I, I don't know. Just sometimes there's these horror movies that are so mediocre, but you really enjoy watching them, and mm-hmm. that's something that we're really passionate about on the show. So I don't think either one of us are like huge Night of the Demons or Maniac Cop fans. I kind of like Maniac Cop. But they're so much fun to just spend time with. Like both of them are such a good time. It's like United the Creeps episode. Another yeah. excellent episode that you guys had. Thank you. What if I may yeah. be so bold as to be so I did judgy. want to be a part of your uh uh the the uh aerobicide one though. <laughs> I would love to make Leo watch aerobicide again. Yes, you would. <laughs> you told yes, me you would. that you heard my previous yes. life. <laughs> you heard that one and you enjoyed it, right? I did. I did. Absolutely. Oof. Leo, I'm sorry. What were you going to say a minute ago? Oh, I was just going to say, if I may be so bold as to speak for Stephen for a moment, because I'm sure he agrees that being here with you guys uh, for any of these shows that we've been able to do has been tremendous for us just in general. And uh, the vibe is good. And we all have a passion for movies, good, bad, or otherwise, which is what makes it work when we all get together. Absolutely. Totally agreed. Yeah. Well, we, we all have, have a on. crush on each other, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. It's a, it's yeah. a okay. chicken orgy. Just here. making sure. That's yeah. <laughs> Fast food love. You guys also have a way of, uh, <laughs> like, no joke. Uh, you guys have a way of just like zeroing in on what makes a film work. You know what I mean? And like, you have a way of just getting to the root of what that film is and then digging at that and saying, like, this is why it works for me. And this is why mm-hmm. it works for Leo. You know, and like, and you have a great way of just bringing out the best in a film, whether it's really good and or really bad. And you can also point out the flaws, too. And like you're not a review show, but you do give your opinions on the show. And if you want to hear us talk about movies we don't like, bring us on for the Saw series. <laughs> ah. Making a I like the first one. I like the first one. I do one. have I, I do have the Saw disc set. I just bought it recently on Blu-ray. Oh, so. oh Jesus Christ. That's oh, I can't even imagine. Cheap. I had to buy it. I want to go back to what Eidenberg said is like your guys' scripts are fantastic. The way you like talk back and forth and it, it's like a lead into the next scene. It's, it's like a melange, if you will, so. of just great. Yeah. A melange. Back and forth. It's yeah. a melange. <laughs> anyway, well, well, thank you very much. I, we really appreciate it. And uh, we're always appreciative of our, of our, our friendly neighborhood vibes with you guys. <laughs> Well, thank you. We love you guys. Uh, Well, let's talk for a moment about next week, shall we? Next Uh, week's my pick. Yeah, Hyderberg, it's your pick. What is the film that you're choosing for us? Uh, So we're going to break away from the insanely gory, and we're going to cover a film I've never seen before called Christy, which seemed like a sneaky Thanksgiving film. So that's why I picked it. Really? Yes. We're going to also have a special guest next week. Uh, Amy Burke is coming back from our Halloween three season of the witch episode. Yay. She's great. She's been dying to get back on. I've been dying to get her back on. Like I had such a blast with our Halloween three episode. That was a great episode you guys did. Yeah, it was, it was, thank you guys. It was, it was a fucking blast to just record that episode and then promote it that week. Like it was just fun. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So you can find that film streaming on Tubi and Freebie, uh, Voodoo, and I believe YouTube all for free. Oh wow! Some form awesome. or other with ads, probably. Nice. So that's very available. I've never and heard I've of also, this movie. 
So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, just behind the curtain, I've already completed my review for that film already. Ooh. I watched it before this recording. I just haven't mm. written a reach around for it yet. So, yes, yeah. is an overachiever. I'm just hey, trying to get ahead because I have some guest appearances coming up soon and stuff. And I just want to. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> I'm not promoting those. I'm just saying I'm a popular guy. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> no, you are. And you know what, Hyderberg, you, you are being given some more, some like increasing opportunities. And I think people are you are rightly in demand. So mm -hmm. you deserve that for sure. Like a McCluckin meal. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, anybody have a strange urge to go hit up KFC after this? No. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I do want to promote our friends over at Spoils of Horror. Where can we find you guys? Literally any media search for Spoils of Horror will find us on all the social medias. <laughs> yep. Spotify, Apple, all of them. Or yeah. uglyballguys.com. Oh my that's god. Awesome. <laughs> that's our that's part of our Patreon. Podcastersonly.com. <laughs> only fans. Uh, yeah. Also make sure to follow them on all the social medias like Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. They're they're a great follow. Um, lots of lots of good stuff there. So uh, make sure you're following them and listening to all that all their episodes because they're all great. Trust me. Yep. So and as for us, we'll see you back here next week where when we'll be talking about Christy from 2015. That's Christy with a K if you're searching for it. K-R-I-S-T-Y. Apparently it's free on YouTube, Tubi, Freebie, and Voodoo, I believe you yes. said Hyderberg. Um, so yeah, we'll be getting a little further into the Thanksgiving spirit. So Johnny Hyderberg, I will see you back here next week for Christy.